0: and welcome to a bonus episode of the telemoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya.
1: We're working on building, working on building, stars hollow.
0: Hey Latoya, and we are joined by returning Gilmore Girls enthusiast, Lisa Easton. What's up, Lisa?
2: After watching the Gilmore Girls revival though, I have come to a different, if totally self-serving conclusion. Maybe the Atlantic has simply realized what Rory herself has not. Maybe our fictional <laughs> editors simply discovered that Rory Gilmore, her gleaming resume notwithstanding, is not a very good journalist, that she might even be actually an actively bad journalist. And so oh, shit. I read so that says, article too. That's Megan Garber of The Atlantic so
0: I have credit to Megan
1: Garber, but yeah. Nailed it! I read all of those articles, basically.
0: (laughs) Yes, and if you can't tell from that, or the title up above this, uh, we are, well, I would say just doing a post-mortem on the Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life uh, miniseries of movies. I mean, I'm still not 100% sure what they're supposed to be classified (laughs) as. They're miniseries, right? But they're not movies. I don't know. Don't sue us either, Gavin Um, (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's four 90-minute episodes is basically
0: it. Yes.
2: They're Ryan I mean, Murphy on. I was just gonna say it's it's FX length episodes as done by Ryan Murphy if they were. So instead of like
0: like like literally horrifying everybody on Twitter with like three thousand words a piece on what we thought of this, we decided to just kind of come back in and just like say, "Hey guys, so we know we just did an episode <laughs> where we like threw just to the wolves, but." Uh, My thoughts after watching this. My my my. I literally had a moment the other day. I think I'm gonna even in the shower, so it was like literally like completely. um, Whoa. Creepy. I feel feel like we should like pipe in the
2: porn music here or something.
0: No, no, no. I just mean it was a cliche because I was literally like like washing my hair and I'm like, wait a minute. I I literally thought they should spin this show off into a jest show. (laughs) I literally like dropped the shampoo. <laughs> like, it was bad. I was You're like, this is the full circle. Full freaking circle. And it was just, it was. Oh, wait.
1: Full freaking windward fine. circle is where you went. uh <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: man. Full windward well, circle. Well. I we're, we're this is a super casual chit chat about what we thought of it. I think we're gonna probably just do like a basic overview of the first, second, third, and fourth episodes like that, and then we'll probably just d- dive into the relationships. Like we can decide how we feel like going through them, but that way we can try and get a grasp on stuff. Because if we try to do like you know beat by beat, scene by scene, we'd be here for at least one year. Uh, but so I I think we all have pretty similar general reactions. We both, I think everyone liked it, correct? Yes. Yes. So I think we're we're just on, like, different, I would say, uh, perspectives on going into this, what we thought of it, but we all kind of came out enjoying it. I think that's kind of the general consensus. There are some people who, like, hard stop disliked it, uh, and we'll get into why. I think that there's certain elements that I think it... it, It's colored it, their view of things, right? A bit. I think
2: it depends what you are looking for out of it, and I think that goes for any kind of revival. Like we've had so many lately with Star Wars and X Files and mm. all these other things that keep coming back, and some of them better than others. And I think if you go into it looking for something and you don't get that thing, you're going to really be upset. But if you go into it and you get what you want, so it, it's like if you wanted a resolution to Rory's boyfriends, you're going to be mad about it if yeah. you know if you wanted well, more jazz well i mean kind of be mad about i
0: it. feel like i'm different in the sense that i feel like this is a resolution to her boyfriend's situation like yep. that's what i think i misread where i think some people wanted about or to end one, up basically. with someone. Right. Yes. They correct. wanted it. Which, a realistically, she ending. did end up with someone. That's the whole point of the fucking, like, episode I mean, show, I guess, whatever. But like, I feel like there was a
1: clear-cut ending, even if there wasn't so much her choosing someone. There was clearly a right choice, and then there was a choice that Rory made.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then she also, the she did choose, yeah. she is choosing someone, which we can get to when we get to that episode. Because I think that that's the, that's the true, like, team, you know, Jess, team Logan, team Dean. She was team, well we don't know the name, but we'll get to that. Team Wookie. <laughs> yeah. Think, Wookie. Wookie. Wookie.
2: Wookie. Let the Wookie I'm win. No,
0: like, I'm wearing contacts right now, but I wish I was wearing my glasses because I would like push my like the bridge of my nose, the glasses at the bridge of my nose, and be like, actually that's not possible because of the timing. Yeah, of it's, one it's that not,
1: possible. I, I, I not possible. I I double checked. I know. I know the math is not possible,
2: but maybe if we can dream. Let's live in a world. Rory. I mean Rory is
1: special, you guys. Rory.
2: Rory made it a two-night stand with the Wookiee. Just, you know, you never know.
0: Can we also agree that it was definitely Peter Mayhew at the
2: time? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: let's just get right to it. She was in New York. There was probably a Comic-Con going on somewhere. <laughs> it, it was just a matter of time. But, I mean, depending on when this was shot, I don't know. But so, uh, so she, she, well, let's just get into the winter. I mean, we can start with winter. I, I, I think this is probably, besides fall, my favorite episode. Just because there's there's whole swaths of it that are just like almost like vintage Gilmore Girls, like it is. I I think that I think other people have said it, but I, I agree with them on it. I think the shot of the three of them in the in the um hearse or not hearse in the um no like no. This, behind the hearse is probably one of the best shots of the series. Series, yeah. Yeah, not just beautiful. this little bit, like ever. It is phenomenal, and it's truly like this is why they made this is for this scene. Like that is a hundred percent the reason why this was made is to have a scene like that. And to have a scene like like they blow up later in the kitchen during that episode. So, um, so we should just uh, brief overview of winter. They um they reintroduce Rory to Stars Hollow. She's been away like on and off traveling the world. I don't. She's constantly in London, living don't the don't privileged
1: witch girl life, but pretending she's struggling. She has yeah, boxes I mean,
0: everywhere. But she no ha- one.
2: But she has enough money to fly to London back and forth over and over all the time.
0: No one who's only published a uh, story in the New Yorker is able to fly to and from different places like a this. Like, freelancer. It's just not possible. She's
2: just a freelancer. Come on. <laughs> I mean, oh, you like,
1: guys, you guys don't know about how I travel to London like every other week. Come on.
2: <laughs>
0: like I mean, realistically, LaToya, you definitely have 100%, like, a point of view that's, like, almost on par with with. How does it feel LaToya to be more successful than Rory Gilmore? <laughs> like,
1: truly. Just patting myself on the back right now. Because <laughs> that's a it, realistic, Gilmore. like,
0: she's, she's basically, she took the job for the, like, the quote-unquote, like, Wired Magazine situation. Like, the little startup tech blog or whatever she was doing to work for, for, well, work alongside of Barack Obama. Guess she fucked that up, because, like, that should have been enough for her resume to, like, at least land something regular on the East Coast, but she never did. Um, and I guess she's just done freelancing since. We're not really given a lot of information about what she did. Um, she seems to be well-respected by some people, but later on in the, in the other episodes, we find out she's actually kind of, like, a loose cannon. And, like, several random people, they, they throw random names around here and there because it's just, you know, literati stuff, but, like they basically are trying to say that she's also kind of notorious for being a little loopy as well, which is, like, oh my god, it's a Gilmore like, oh, girl, what do, you, what do you expect? That's the whole fucking point of the show, is they're both, like, they're both, like, I wouldn't call them necessarily, like, divas or something, I mean, but they're both... Lorelai
1: is very competent at her job, let's let's get that straight, too. Because exactly. Because that's not really, like, an established thing. Rory's just bad at her job.
0: Well, I mean, she's bad at a lot of things, he which is. we'll get yeah. to... <laughs> But, uh, so this, it starts out, like, with her coming back to Star's Hollow, she gets reintroduced to everybody, um, halfway through the episode we do also get, finally we get some Paris back in our lives, um, because Luke and The Lorelai greatest scene
1: in the history of the world.
0: Phenomenal. They're, they're, Lorelai is concerned that she's not because during the blow-up with Emily, um, where they have a flashback to the funeral, which is devastating, and I will never be able to listen to that Tom Waits song the same way again. Not that it's, it was a cheery song to begin with, but you know. <laughs> Um, uh, but so later on they go to um, Paris. You find out that Paris and and Doyle have broken up, which is devastating as well. I mean, not. I mean, that they it's were, understandable. Like,
2: couple. Yeah, yeah. They made, and also I they had, made Doyle into Danny Strong, sort of. So which is yeah. kind of like, damn, I can't believe that he's like going
0: along with this. <laughs> he's okay with it. It seems like the kind of thing they would say and never like cut to him, but he's like in the well, episode. I mean, so I mean, it's like, sure he kind damn. of like
2: felt like it was a parody of himself, because, I, I mean, I've met Danny Strong, he's not like that in person, so he's not that kind he of He seems a very, asshole. yeah, very
0: down-to-earth He's a really guy. down-to-earth, yeah. really nice
2: guy, and so I, it's kind of, like, just parodying the fact that he has also kind of gone on to become this big, high-powered screenwriter, so. It is
1: crazy how, like, the Buffy episode Superstar, it basically, became reality. It's true!
0: <laughs> I know! I always think about that. I picture it, like, it is, like, I think there is a scene in that episode where he's, like, accepting a An Oscar, an Oscar yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like... Insanity because it's like Jesus Christ, this is this is real life, this is real life, and it's just I I, I find it kind of funny because it's like obviously this show is a cult classic, so I think that Amy Sherman Palladino has certainly a lot of respect in the industry but I think arguably he's probably more famous in some respects to some people so it's like he's got Emmys like, he's
2: got Emmys man he's got yeah multiple, multiple Emmys. I think yeah multiple yeah even even
0: like I mean I would say like a certain people on the show like they, they cameo more than they actually show up like even like Jared Palacki is like someone who he is acting very... He's like a tiny little role. He's acting very like... Oh, he's hey, a
1: super up. busy guy. He flew it on a jet. Which is why people are ridiculous that Chad Just Michael a... Murray is not in this show, but... Oh, my God. It's God. Michael it's
0: Chad Michael, Michael Murray. let get to yeah, So, we're in got... winter. Paris comes to town, um, and I, well, there's, like, an ongoing thing where Rory lost a bunch of her boxes in transit. I, I don't know how you took to a million have...
1: places instead of storage.
0: But also, I'm super confused because she says she lives in Brooklyn, why does she have that many belongings? Because I don't buy that. Like, is, how is she getting this money to live in a place that has that much? Like, you know the boxes the alone, from. if you put them all in the same room, it'd be, like, the entire first floor of the Gilmore house, and that's a huge house. It's not going to be that big in, in Brooklyn, yeah, so she's what got, the fu- she's got, I don't understand. She's got boxes
2: at Paris's, boxes at Lorelei's, at boxes Lane's, at Lane's, boxes at Emily's, 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 Emily's and Logan's. I, that's five different just places. Insane.
0: And I'm sure she there probably other has boxes as Pauls
1: that she'll never get because who the fuck is Paul? Uh,
0: oh. Well, Paul. we should mention that too. It starts off in the same. I mean, I actually found that joke very funny at first, and then I think at it first, then it became
1: dumb. like a nightmare because well, it just, Jesus it Christ, was proof that she's evil.
0: Like yes. I, truly, Rory comes out of this entire like miniseries like the villain she's always been. Like this is like the scene where it, it, the whole series is like burning down around Rory, and this is where she like stands up covered in soot and she's like embracing the dark side <laughs> like she is truly terrible like i can't believe well we can get into it it's in winter as well it keeps going throughout the series but let's jump right into the fact that like we are reintroduced to first up of of the besides paul we are also reintroduced to logan so she's been dating this guy paul we for were two years. For two, years, two years off and on well, not off and on, I should say, because she's just never seeing him. So yeah, it's th- kind of like one of those relationships in, like, in the background.
1: Because the thing is, at first, it's like, oh, we're dating. And then with Logan, that's when she said it's been, like, two years. And I'm like, holy shit. That's- yeah, and then
0: we find out she's been sleeping with Logan the entire time. And he's also, I think, he... is he engaged? He's that engaged. engaged to yeah. an heiress, okay. yeah. yeah. So he's, arse- he's engaged. He's not just dating her. So that's already escalated itself as well. So it's not like it's something that, you know... It's not subtle. Like, there's not these, there's not these, like, subtle things where it's like, huh, I wonder what happened with Logan. Okay. It's not, like,
1: a matter of, oh, it's complicated for the relationships. No, they're, like, in serious relationships.
2: Well, here's the thing with the Paul thing. Like, yeah, Rory is a shithead for treating this guy the way she does. And and by the end of it, they're together now for three years when they finally break up in the last episode via text. But it's, like... Okay, Paul, what kind of no-self-esteem-having-loser are you- That you're gonna put up with Rory Gilmore's Gilmore's bullshit for that long? Like, come on.
0: Can we (laughs) just say, like, maybe the one thing that we could take away from this entire series is that maybe the one thing Rory's good at is fucking. Like, that's it. (laughs) Everything else is whatever, but she's very good at sex, because that would make a lot of sense. if
2: that's true, then, why does Jess- still care for Rory, because they never did. Because he's never
0: slept with her, that's the point. I mean, listen. He wants what he can't have. Best sex alive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, her sex
1: broke up a marriage, we know that. Right! Her I sex think... has gotten Logan to, like, have an affair when he's engaged.
2: He's giving her a house, he was gonna give her a house in You're yeah, gonna give
1: her
3: a
0: house. So she
2: could be a kept woman as his mistress.
0: <sighs> I don't know. I feel like, I mean... I, I, I would not be shocked. So maybe <laughs> instead was, of
2: like, maybe instead of going into journalism which
0: she is clearly. She should have gone into the escort oh no.
2: business. She knows
0: turn. plenty of high-end contacts. I mean, it would have worked out probably I pretty am. well. I mean, I'm, not, I I'm not here. Like,
1: I'll, I'll clarify real quick because I know people are already like probably mad. have said it. No, I am not saying that Rory is the reason that Dean and Lindsay got like divorced. Like they had problems. Dean is definitely as much at fault as Rory. I'm not just defending Dean. Okay. Oh,
2: didn't help them. Didn't help. Making sure people don't get
1: upset because you know, you know how they go. I thought
2: you were going to clarify something because I said Rory should go into porn.
1: Oh no, go into porn all you want, Rory. Maybe she'd probably be great good at in that. it.
0: Oh my god, those big blue eyes, please. But uh so oh, no. So I think that like I think that she kind of introduces Paul sort of like everyone like, haha guys, see, you all wanted her to end up with one of these guys and she's gonna end up with this weirdo and then we find out quickly that she's not even really interested in him and it sort of throws it right out the window. Um, in the meantime, since the series has ended, um Lorelai is um living like honestly, a question I had if they've been together since the end of the series and it's been nine, say ten odd years, nine years aren't okay. they common? Aren't they common law married at this point? I don't know
2: the laws uh, we,
1: in Connecticut. I, yeah, it depends on the Connecticut laws. <laughs> I,
0: I think that I think that's kind of common. I think common law marriage is Hold seven on. years. Basically, Well, Emily's
1: marriage. not going to uh, consider that marriage.
0: Oh well, no, I agree. But it's still like technically speaking that <laughs> they're already married. So they probably could have addressed that. But I guess they didn't. They didn't want to. I don't know. Maybe in that th- that less than three weeks that they were apart, that Luke mentions they didn't live together and that that like restarts it over. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works.
2: Connecticut does not recognize common law marriages. There ah, it is.
1: there it I is. picked the perfect place to, to not have to address that. There,
0: there, actually, yeah. they worked. It, they must have had this conversation in the rooms room. It's, so I doubt
1: they did, but was it happy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like... But um, so yeah. So so this episode, it's mostly like. Um flashback to the funeral, there's a little bit of like, you know, haha, here's where everybody's at now in their lives. Um, Kirk is running around town driving an Uber (sighs) instead of
1: And he has the the second best pet in Star's Hollow.
0: I love that they never ever explain or reference why he has a pig as a pet. Oh
1: no, they do, they do. Well it's like they were thinking of having children and the town collectively got him a pig to nip that in the bud.
0: Yeah. But they don't ever like address it beyond that. That's just explaining. That's all you need. Yeah. That's exactly. all you need when it comes to Kurt. There's no like conversation about like is he gonna keep that forever? Like none, yes. none of this, like where it lives, what happens with it. It just is like it's he walks it like it's a dog. It's the greatest. It's like a God. fucking like the, the busy world of Richard Scary situation <laughs> where he's like walking up there. Deep
1: cut. Deep yeah. cut. Yeah. So he's
0: so he's but just yes, like, the first
1: best pet, of course, is Paul Anka.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh yes. Always. She
1: dad, of course. Uh,
0: Another person that looks really good. I think Sean Gunn has aged quite well. Oh, to
1: yeah. I was like, show. what happened? I know. it, it was like, way. are we all
0: still pretending that, that, that he's, like, a weirdo? Because he looks really good. <laughs> just, like, not, like, really good, but just very good. <laughs> and uh, the other you thing I You need a realized... minute,
1: more or...
0: <laughs> well, the other you thing like, I realized, your... too... Sean
1: Gunn thoughts?
0: Yeah. I, I didn't realize in the first uh, run of the series that I wasn't attracted to Yannick Truesdale, mostly because he looked so young and i was in this weird place where he was too old for me when i was watching it as a as a as a youngin but then like when i rewatched it again he was so young looking he has a kind of a baby face in that and he, like, the suits are a little big on him. Whereas in this series, he looks like full grown. I'm like, Jesus, he looks great. This <laughs> is like either I'm like catching up to his age, or I don't know. But I was like, damn, because <laughs> I don't think he. Even when I went back and was watching other episodes, like last week, just for this podcast, like I don't think he looked as good. That I think he definitely like aged into looking better and better. I think
2: the same can um, be said for a lot of the men on this show. I mean, Rory's boyfriends, shitty as they, the whole thing may be. Come on, they fellas. all look fucking
0: great. Of
1: Jared Padalecki like grew into his body and that was the best thing. for him. Yeah, <laughs>
2: even with his, his like abnormally large forehead, he's still looking pretty good. And <laughs> I mean, Zukri and Milo, it's all a lot. It's a lot. I still don't
0: I'm one of those people that's just never gotten Matt Zukri. I've never gotten
1: Milo until this is us and now this nonsense.
0: Yeah. I think I would like Zukri with a beard though.
1: I don't know if he can grow a beard.
0: I mean, he doesn't, he has a baby face too. He's like
1: 40 years old and like he's gonna look like a child forever, apparently.
2: It might be one of those so, weird flesh colored beards, like the Spencer Pratt. Oh beard. no! I don't want to think
1: about that. that. I don't, wanna don't that want to think about that at all.
0: Oh, not at all. But <laughs> this so is what people so,
1: want to listen to the podcast for?
0: <laughs> I mean, isn't it also <laughs> a fleshy, skin colored beard? Welcome to Beard Talk
2: with Marla Toy. <laughs> oh, beard Talk.
0: God. Okay, so so winter. <laughs> Do we have any like greatest hits of winter? Because we we kind of already co- covered most of it. Like it, it's pretty much based in like catching everybody up to where they were. There's some stuff with Taylor in the sewers. There's like trying to get sewer systems, which because I agree. I think Taylor cares smart... about. They all laugh that off. That's a solid. Like for ones, I'm like, yeah, Taylor it makes sense. Sewers are great.
1: Fine. I do like, appreciate that. Tanks. By like the, by the end of the run, like they acknowledge that. Yeah, they have sewers now.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, and they
0: love they love their sewers.
2: Um, I think I think Paris being a fertility guru. is oh, sort of fantastic! Like, it was a it was a very surprising but completely fitting twist. And I, like, she refers to herself as the Pablo Escobar of fertility, and I thought, there you go. <laughs> like, of course she would be. But I
0: love watching a world in which Paris gets to order people around, and they get it. Like, there are competent people who are like, yeah. Like, she does make fun of that one, one girl in the beginning, and then fires her. But, like, later on in the episode, she is, like, shown with the other- she has surrogates. She's in charge of surrogates. Um, well, she has a company that does surrogacy. And, um, which I guess is- maybe how they had their kids. It's never explained necessarily, but, um, it's she
1: probably, uh, it makes
0: it sense, make sense. That would probably be it, but it's, it's unclear. But so either way, she, she's now, um, uh, you know, run around town with her surrogates, trying to convince Luke to um, use their services, and
1: not Cause... to sleep with them. Which I mean, I I, I found myself very amused that he was afraid that, that was... they wanted him to sleep with them. <laughs>
0: that was so sweet because yeah. it really is. It's like you to keep double
1: checking.
2: It's even, like... even at the end of the series, he makes a comment about sleeping with those women, and she's like, "No, that's not it." <laughs> that like, was we've like, got to, "We've got to get this figured out." <laughs> I'll never
0: forget my mom once was uh, near me when I was like, I was streaming something on Twitch. I was watching someone play a video game on. Twitch. And then she like walked in she's like, can they see me? And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's a webcam on someone else's computer. But like, that's the kind of thing where he was just like, like the only way he can envision a, a world in which they get pregnant is if he sleeps with them. Like the technology goes way over his head and he does not comprehend it. That's why when people were saying like, why would Luke have a, there's a part where I love the wireless thing where Luke has wireless. There's a part later on where Luke is like, um, mad that everyone's using his wireless, but everyone's like, why would he have li- wires, wireless to begin with? I'm like, one, he absolutely did not do that himself. Like, you think Luke yeah. installed a router? No. And then secondly, he did it probably because Lorelei or Rory insisted yeah. on him getting a router. And it he was said, like Fine. something
1: that, like, Lorelei or Rory uses, like, Jess probably also uses it, but like, He's not giving it out to people. And really he does right. live
0: with Lorelai, but I'm sure he still uses the upstairs as, like, kind of either, like, he rents it out or he does something. So it's probably as much a residential wireless as it is a public one.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: no one gives a shit in this town. They just want anybody's Wi-Fi. So yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more more available <laughs> Wi-Fis on the street, though. That's a little shocking because there's so many little towns... Uh, stores there, but whatever well, Taylor the Taylor was case.
1: focusing on the, the sewers. He wasn't focusing on the town wireless.
0: Yeah. So, and then, which would make, actually, that would have been also nice, too. <laughs> so Taylor was, although Taylor does uh, YouTube Zoella, so I was like, that's a little, like, weird <laughs> insight into the world of Taylor Dosey. He, like, literally, like, subs like, Zoella, which if you're not familiar with Zoella, she's, like, a beauty uh, guru, like, like vlogger, the lifestyle vlogger on YouTube. So it's a, and she's like maybe 22. So it's a little <laughs> bizarre. And she's British. So there's a whole bunch like, of like, what?
2: Ta- Taylor Taylor Dosi has many depths that we yeah. It's to just explore, a fascinating so. pull.
0: Like I would I would not be shocked if he if he would like I don't know like I could just picture him using like tips on how to like decorate certain things or whatever. And he's like, oh, this is great. But so, so yeah, so the, that's that's winter. I mean, there's some other little bits uh, in there that keep. I going guess back I appreciated
1: like the lose. return of the town troubadour.
0: Yes, and his sister yeah. was also great too. <laughs> I loved it. I
1: like. I I was. I even told my brother before, like they even revealed his. Sister, like I hope no one else is trying to like, horn in on his like his turf because you know what yeah. happened. And then she showed up, and I was like, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was fantastic. a really good little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then um, I mean, it kind of transitions right into spring because the towards the end of it uh, eventually Lorelei gets Emily to go to therapy and somehow like it, it there's like an interim between winter and spring that lasts like a year <laughs> but like they're there they go from like we'll go to we'll go to therapy next Tuesday when it's like snow on the ground and then they show it therapy and, and it's like like bright and sunny outside <laughs> but fine whatever um and then into into spring we finally meet um one of many cameos in, in the show, but um, well, then the toy is probably not super fond of. But uh, <laughs> they are—it's—it's uh, it's like a ongoing therapy session, which I, I still I think it's like one of the worst therapists. I don't—I'm not super familiar with therapy, but I feel like she does nothing. <laughs> just-
1: I mean, well, how can she do anything with these two? Yeah.
2: When she shows up to audition for *Stars Hollow* the musical, you're like, oh, that's why she's a bad therapist. Exactly. But that's not why
1: she's a bad therapist.
2: Yeah. And- because.
1: Look what was happening in those therapy sessions with Lorelai and Emily. It would
0: be tough. I agree. But also, like, part of it is just letting them talk. And I don't think she even really does that. She kind of lets them just sit there. Well, they did
1: talk on occasion, and then they would stop talking.
0: Yeah.
2: She said something like, a lot is said in the silences. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh More
0: could be said, like, literally right now (laughs) because we're sitting through this. (laughs) But yeah, so then, um, after after she um, after she's there, she's talking to them about that. She kind of opens up a wound that becomes an ongoing. Well, we should mention in the flashback in winter, um, Lorelai is put on the spot during the funeral after the funeral to give a good memory of her father, and I think this is brilliant. I think some people are really mad about the fact that like I don't know. I I I got the impression that some people were annoyed that they, um. Uh, they went into her, like, she goes on this rant about how her father always left, and, like, one mm-hmm. time she he locked her in a, in a uh, trunk. Obviously, they had a contentious relationship. I think people were, like, frustrated that she couldn't just fake it and bring up something, but, and then they were also frustrated that she was supposed to be drunk, and it wasn't clear, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. It was very
1: clear, because they were meeting, like, Scotch, and the next scene is her passed out because yeah. of all yeah, the stuff that asleep.
0: they had. I mean, she was she definitely... Was... People forget that, too, I think, that she fell asleep yeah. sitting there, sitting she up. She fell asleep, like... and then
1: she, she literally wakes up in the middle of, it, of the thing starting.
0: Yeah, and and also, I think that's actually such a telling scene to me. Like, I Maybe mean, it's I, it's one of those scenes where you put a lot of your own projection onto it with a lot of the stuff with, with the women in the show. I think it's very easy for us to see ourselves in those women, uh, whether it's Lorelai, um, Emily, or sometimes even Rory. Um, but so, I think that there, like, that whole scene where it's, like, I'm trying to come up with a good memory is, like, you're, she's having trouble partly because she had a very contentious relationship with her father. And it's not easy for her to come to a a memory that's not also a little bittersweet because it also involved her being sad or whatever. And there are probably memories that she could have thrown out that were, like, super cheap, but that's, I think that's the thing about Lorelai is that, like, she comes across, especially when she's up against Emily, as someone who's incredibly, like, terse and belligerent and argumentative but on and, and kind of almost and then emily's the same way where she's very cold and reserved and like you know uh grim or something but i think they both feel so deeply that sometimes it's not comfortable for them to open up the the like you know faucet and let it gush out like if yeah, she was gonna start in front of talking a bunch about of her f- father strangers
1: basically yeah
0: and some of the were also sleeping it wasn't like it was like a bunch of people who were awake and, like, I don't know. It was stuff like that. I, w- that scene would have made a little more sense to me if someone had mentioned a memory, or Emily had mentioned a memory, and then and then Lorelai had, like, contradicted her or something. That maybe would have felt a little bit more... I still liked it, though. I, I mean, I have no problem with it, really, as it was, but... Um, it, like,
1: it stressed me out, but in the intentional way that it was supposed to stress you out, basically. I yeah, think.
0: because I could see it coming, like, oh, my God, she's not gonna be able to come up with anything. Partly because yeah. she's on the spot, but partly because... She's in this place where she's like m- remembering all the bad times as well as the good times. That's what grief is. Like you're not just remembering someone. He like obviously Richard was a great character to watch, but he was not without flaw. And it's clearly like red on her face that she's like, I want to. I want this to be a good memory, and I don't want to like bring up my own demons that I'm wrestling with over here because I've had like a fifth of scotch and like nothing else to eat. And I think it was, like, super, like, I think in, in the kitchen scene, too, in the, in Winter, like, she has this argument with Emily where Emily's just, like, couldn't you just, like, basically fake it for five minutes? And I think the thing about Lorelai is that she's, like, I I refuse to fake it for five minutes. That's the whole point. Like, that is the problem is she couldn't fake having a good memory about him for five minutes because she couldn't I come mean, up with on.
2: That's the whole reason Lorelai left that life besides the whole baby thing. But it, it's that she could never put that fake front on.
0: Whereas her. I think Rory does, and that's the well, difference. Well, it's not
1: really faking it. for Rory. That's Exactly, the thing. She
0: enjoys it, I guess is what. And I think she Emily.
1: Pret- she's faking when she says that she doesn't enjoy it, basically.
0: And ironically, yeah. I think Emily is the same way in a way where she thinks that she's enjoying it, but really she might be faking it because when we see the rest of the episodes. Mm-hmm it kind of unravels once there's no reason for her to keep faking it Exactly, um, and and i think that the lorelei stuff too i mean the stuff with i always kind of read into her when she's having that argument with her about like why couldn't you come up with one is that like i think that she bottles up so much of the relationship with her father especially because it's too painful for her to think about those memories sometimes and the stuff that she comes up with although it might be complicated and, and messy, and the one we find out is complicated and messy later on in this, the, um, the the um th- the four episodes, she, like, kind of, like, didn't want to bring it up because it was too raw a nerve for her to dig in and, and remember. Because, like, when she feels the emotions she feels about, like, the people she loves, she feels it. That, that's the reason... I actually think it's really important because later on, Christopher says, like, she wouldn't let anybody in, and that's another scene we could bring up in a second, but, like... I think mean, that's true, is that L- Lorelai has a hard time focusing her her love and attention on any more than one person at once. Like, it's too raw and too intense, so she tends to, like, focus it all on Rory. And then she moves on to her love life once Rory's kind of grown with Luke. And I think that that's kind of, like, it's true of her father, where it's like, if she was focusing all her energy in the true depth of, of the emotions she feels for the people around her she'd go crazy because it's just she'd be like a non-stop like i don't even know what laurel would look like if she was truly like giving her emotions all the time like it it's weird though for someone who like talks as much as she does i don't think that she's ever really very open with her feelings about people unless it's really like do or die like even like luke that's Medina he, he, he knows yeah but i think that's, that's who the i was upset was not around because it's 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 why she does really well with Luke is I think that they both are people that don't really express their emotions very well. <clears throat> they both just stand next to each other for ten years and don't even get married. Like that's the point is like that should speak for itself in some way and it does. But um, I think I think Emily wanted her to speak for herself at that moment and she just didn't come through. And then so there's a bunch a big falling out about that. They go over it in the therapist's office. Therapist does
3: like, nothing to
0: help. <laughs> she just lets her vent about it. Doesn't take a side. Yeah. Not that you should take a side necessarily, but you should at least try and help them work through it. But she just kind of sits there and lets it happen, which is its own version of therapy. There are some people that do talk. I think it's like mostly talk therapy is what it's called, where it's just letting them vent, basically. And that's fine, it, too. It's, um, they're but, both
1: very stubborn anyway, so yeah. it could be the best therapist in the world. And True. So. I doubt it would help too much.
0: Um, uh, so... In in the next couple scenes in spring, um, you you guys can help me. I'm not, like, everything kind of bleeds together because I yeah. was
2: crying I'm nonstop like, through winter. I
1: was looking for recaps, <laughs> I'm but like, I'm em- just, I only have the A.B. Club reviews open so I can, like, just make sure I yeah. remember what's in which episodes.
2: I was like, I know Emily. So Emily quits therapy. Yes. And Lorelai finds this when she shows up for the appointment and decides to stay. Which is, I think, very healthy, honestly. So good for her. Yeah. And, so she talks about relationship stuff and a little bit about this and whatever. And I
0: think she takes That's she it. takes to heart in that moment where um, Emily lashes out at her. Um, I mean, honestly, as much as I find it kind of a little much for Emily to lash out at, she literally just buried her husband. So I think she's okay with- you're yep. allowed to be uh, ridiculous, so.
2: So, but this is the episode where we find out that Richard left money in his will for Luke. right specifically set aside so that luke would franchise luke's diner which we already know from the show that that was a thing he had i love that
0: to i think it's such a that's such a true like something he would do is leave a lot of money to yeah. luke but only it, if you
2: franchise yeah.
0: Luke's.
1: it's sweet but also so, like just kind of ignoring what it luke wants very, to do it's very gilmore
2: so so Luke, being Luke and kind of falling into these messes and not knowing how to say no, ends up going to look at properties with Emily and her I realtor. love it.
0: I love that whole scene. I could have taken, like, three but years this of that. Is,
2: <laughs> but the, Yeah. But I know, anytime you get, like, Emily and Ugh. Luke and there's no Lorelai, like, what's so happening? So good.
0: <laughs> and Luke just looks flat Like, he is floundering. He's terrified. But always. the reason why he doesn't yeah, call Lorelai for help is because when they have this conversation... Emily saying, well, where's Lorelai? And he says, well, she's at therapy with you. I thought, weren't you guys at therapy? And then Emily basically, like a fucking cat, like gobbling up a canary, is like, oh, well, I quit therapy. So Lorelai's there alone. But like, you know, and he's she's like, he, she didn't tell you that she's still going to therapy alone? And Luke's like, oh, yeah, she mentioned it like once or twice. <laughs> and it's clear that she's like, I got him right where I want him. So come out. We're going to yeah. just the two of us. They go see, like, a bunch of random places. I was, like, hoping. It was almost kind of, like, in- intimating that they would actually go through with it. I was like, that would have been smart. Like, why are they? I mean, I get it because they're comfortable in their lives and that's how it is. But, like, I, I really agree with Emily on so-, so many of these fronts. They have his money just sitting there. Why wouldn't you just franchise the fucking restaurant? Like, how hard is it because to they hire need to give someone? all this money to
1: Rory so she can blow it on London trips. It's
0: so fucking dumb. Because you would you, all you have to do is just hire someone to run it. You wouldn't even have to do anything yourself. I know it's stressful. I don't know. I mean, it's a whole other thing. But it just, it seems, it's always been very silly to me that, like, even Lorelai never franchises, well, we'll get to that later on, too, but she never franchises the dragon Dragonfly in the meantime. So I was like, that's a surprise. Or at least hire, they an, like, do another in. Like, they were very successful at that one. Why wouldn't you just start another one? <laughs> but that's where my brain goes. Yeah, but it's I think
1: like when the, the talk of privilege basically comes in, because they're just so comfortable. That
0: like right. that yeah. advancements
1: most people would think of. But, like, we don't really need that because we like have a bunch of money in the bank, basically. Yeah,
0: we're I, I'm I guess maybe because we're we're talking amongst a bunch of people who are I guess you would define as sharks or something like that. Whereas I think mm-hmm. that like Lorelai and Luke are both like dolphins or whatever. <laughs> They're cool, it's just like hanging out and doing whatever, eating whatever comes around. They're not <laughs> quite as like you know hungry for other stuff, which is just. I think it's ironic, because I think that in some ways, Rory's a little bit of both. Like, she's actually better as someone who just, likes like, stays in one place and just commits to one thing, but she wants to be... Rory, think-
2: Rory, Rory thinks exactly. she's a shark, but she's actually just a guy.
3: <laughs> yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but so, so in, in, in doing that, they decide to um, look at some places. They go to a couple different random, like, one's a random diner. They make fun of the diner, which I was like very, like, damn, this is so aggressive. This poor guy's, like, in foreclosure, and they're just like, oh, yeah, this is hideous. <laughs> this guy's, like, life is crumbling down, and they're just all the like...
1: monsters.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. And, um, so they go... And honestly, though, what's... I think we actually mentioned this in their other episode. What I think is really... It's a very good through point for these these um, episodes, and then the series, in comparison, is that Emily still is very much... She shows her love through money and advocacy to um, expand and enrich and to do like, it's very direct. She is incredibly generous on paper. And I think it's true that like, maybe he doesn't want to franchise it. and Maybe she's kind of trying to force his hand a little bit, but she's trying to help him. And it's just one of those things where it's, I, I, I understand it. Cause I know that it's probably coming from a place of like, you know, uh, interest in, in, providing for his family and then keeping them safe and, and successful. But like they see it as incredibly invasive and like presumptive and over the top, which is true too. Like it, two things can be true. Like it could be both things, <laughs> and that's what this is. Emily is one of those characters. He's like both evil and and perfect. <laughs> like like she's both. <laughs> um. But yeah. So um. After so, uh, the rest of spring is mostly just Rory just fucking up, just nonstop fucking up. <laughs> God. Which Already We're much- gonna save I think some of the relationship stuff till when we talk about the relationships, but she is now, I think, kind of hitting a wall because um Logan is progressively getting closer and closer with his um fiance. Um How dare he? Yeah, I know, right. Eventually yes.
2: How dare you marry your fiance? In summer
0: I think it's when someday. they move in together, correct? I think it's close to summer, but she's off she's in London yeah. constantly, always there. She is trying to write a book about Alex Kingston, which I find funny because of the Doctor Who <laughs> yeah. reference earlier in the episodes. Uh, but she's writing a book who's, I love the first of all, the name Naomi Shropshire is such a beautiful name. I keep getting that name it's stuck great. in my head, like random parts of the day. I'm just like, Naomi Shropshire. <laughs> but like, she's this quirky, weird, um, I don't even know Quirky's how to describe her. Quirky is a way to
1: describe her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Annoying as shit <laughs> Another and
0: bizarre, but funny. Um. Yeah. I. She's just sort of a goofy British. Um. I don't know. I guess you'd call her like. There's a there's a great quote where she makes a. I mean, very well timed. Unless it was ADR. Um. Brexit joke where she says, "I'm I'm voting for. Uh. I'm voting to leave. It's a protest vote." And I'm like, "That's perfect. Like that is exactly." And then I cried
1: for like an hour. I know.
0: It's just like, (laughs) oh my god. So I, I. they must have written that and filmed it right before they didn't. Yeah, I, it.
1: I, I don't think it was put in post. I think it like it just was there and.
0: What brilliance! That, no, <sighs> I just I can't even imagine. That doesn't make any sense. I can't believe they would have been that. Brilliance,
1: but at the same time, it was, I read something. I don't know if it was Dark Lord just a tweet, but it's like that. This was probably written with the assumption that Hillary would win the, the election too, Oh, I so bet. That just like made me yeah, really sad. I bet.
0: I bet. I'm glad there was no references to. it. Maybe they cut it. I don't know. Yeah, because thank God that would have hurt too much. That would have been way too raw. But so she she's this this like bizarre like British caricature. She's like a uh, I don't know what she does. She's does she all ever over say the what place. She does like she just kind of is in finance or something? Is she, is she's like, like, a, like a
1: humanitarian, but also she's like a very privileged like, like rich, a, like a socialite. She, yeah. she kind of comes quite, across a like the, as well. the,
0: the equivalent to like a Richard. um, What the fuck is his name? The guy who owns Virgin Airlines. Richard, Bronson. Yeah, Richard. Richard. Branson. Exactly, Richard Branson. Like he's like all over goofy big like shit grin she's fucking with waiters it's great and so i think that's just <laughs> i think she's just the kind of person who is just coming across to be like this funny caricature that you're like oh i bet rory's gonna want to write about her which is why she's there she's pitching a book to write about oh, her she i she assumed
1: read- it would only end poorly it didn't end as poorly as i wanted it to though i
0: know and then i think that this is the same this is the um she wrote the um new yorker piece about her or was that yeah. Awesome? yeah, yeah. So that's what she's actually most known for. So she's trying to expand upon it, which is classic Rory to me. Is that she gets one thing somewhat good, and instead of trying to just broaden her horizons, she goes back to the same well and tries to just do better and do better, and she fucks it up. Which is, I think,
2: Sa- same thing she does with her
0: boyfriend. <laughs> yep. Shit. Damn. That yep. was <laughs> as shit and true. Uh, but oh my god, it's like it, it, that is very true. Wow. And she treats her like a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, they literally, like, flirt, and like, there's, like, awkwardness, and, and Naomi's, like, grabbing her cheeks and stuff, and
2: I, that's funny. And then Naomi has to have her lawyer call. Yes.
0: <laughs> which is a great cameo with Jason Manzoukas. If we couldn't have him as Al of, of Al's Pancake World, yeah. it's okay to have him in, like, a hysterical scene where he's just, like, an a, over-the-top lawyer for her, where she's suing her to get yeah. out of the book deal. But, so, in this, these scenes, the book deal's still on, um, she's interviewing her here and there. I mean, it's interesting, I certainly could have taken more of the time to watch the more, like, towny stuff, or more Paris, for example, but it was fine. It was a good, it was a good, that was a good, like, tangent into London, if we're going to be there. Um, and then just, it, it just, the relationship between Rory and Logan just c- continues to escalate, pretty much. I mean, it's probably been escalating the whole time, I don't yeah. know. But it seems well, like it this is the with... first time where they're actually kind of bumping heads yeah. about it. Like, they're kind of having to come to terms with the fact that he's definitely engaged, and... Definitely intimate, and it's kind of almost like Rory's finally coming to the realization that she's like, "Oh, you're actually gonna have to stop doing this at some point." I think, and
1: not coming to the realization that she's horrible, and I don't think she's really coming to the realization she has to stop having an affair, though. And the thing is, I was like fine with Rory and Logan still like hooking up when they first show it. Then I'm like, "Oh wait," they remind us she has not broken up with Paul because who remembers to break up with Paul, you know? Right, and then. Even him being engaged, I'm just like, well, hey, if Rory apparently thinks this is a good idea after you know she broke up a marriage, as I mentioned, then go ahead. But like, just the, the longer it went on, the more I'm like, what are you doing at any point in your life? Oh my God, both we'll, of you. We'll go,
0: there's so much to even talk about him. So like, so uh, what else? What else happens in any other like big hits in spring that were like? I mean, that's kind of it. The therapy stuff kind of hits a a wall once well, they start the spring. The spring musical. has them
1: visiting the school
0: yes yeah and also the are great the
1: sandy situation in which yeah. rory is also terrible god i mean and if we couldn't get time.
0: madeline louise which i think we should have had madeline louise that would have been great i'm
1: so upset we didn't get madeline louise yeah. we got
2: we had Fran- we had francie and fake tristan and no
1: one likes and francie madeline. what
0: the fuck was that fake tristan yeah. i had to watch that like three times i mean i knew it wasn't him because i remember like People, like, I think maybe mentioned something like that. Like, he wasn't going to be doing it. I think he said he declined it publicly. But, like...
2: Can you even... I imagine? was just like,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> did, I can't believe they even called it out. Like, why even include that? I guess it's because they had already wanted to do the Paris stuff. And that makes sense. But I also didn't really... buy. I, I mean, it, it sucks. Because, like, I, I understand why they did it. Because it's such good acting on Liza's part like it's perfect like I love that scene but like with her kicking the door which honestly the fact that they didn't have like a stunt do that like that is crazy physical strength of hers to be able to be in heels and kick a door shut and hold it (laughs) shut
2: it was crazy Liza, Liza Weil is, an I, it, was, it
0: was phenomenal, like, it's I just, intense. I remember, I watched it over, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, she just did that look live, I'm like, my God, but I was like, alright, but, uh, so, they have but, a scene where she, like, runs in, well, quote-unquote, runs into Tristan, where Tristan just shows up, um, he's, like, flirting with some random girl there, as you even count as
1: an alumni, an alumni, he was transferred. I know, right? Like,
0: it's stupid, it's stupid. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's, it's obviously, t- I'm not gonna call it stupid, just because it's, it leads to her like I know. That's what I mean? It, it's but... perfect
0: because it does what it needs to do. They should have. Here's what this should have happened though. It should have been just like a fucking Romy and Michelle situation where uh, Madeline Louise show up with like their fucking rich husbands or something, or, and it drives her crazy. Or
1: Brad. Brad is recast super Brad, hot. Oh my
0: God. Like Brad's
1: super hot, I would and love he that. is like on top of the world. Never
0: enough Brad. I want Brad every day, every day. But so, um, so, so they, she, they have this, like, crazy argument, and I love, there's a scene where, oh my god, i like, every time I've watched it with someone, and, and, uh, Liza opens the fucking suitcase, or briefcase, and just, like, slams this, the briefcase open, and it's empty, and she's like, I'm a fraud, basically, whatever, it is so good, like, that is such good comedy, I could have taken an entire episode that was just non-stop Paris, I swear to god, like, she
2: this
1: is- her opening briefcases every other I minute?
2: Would, I I would- I want a whole spin off about Paris Geller, fertility doctor, you know, just She's, she's phenomenal. There, I mean, that's all those scenes are
0: really saying too. It's like it's not just like the writing is excellent. Like she is so watchable. Like truly It was
1: a while taking over how to get away with murder yet. Like is she the star now? I
0: don't know. She was the star <laughs> of the second season a little bit, so that's why with I still I mean, it. if
2: if you ask me, she's the star of everything yes, that true. she does. And I find it so I mean, this is kind of I think, goes for a lot of the people that are on this show, and I know that's their job, they're actors, but for them, are literally stepping off the set of, like, How to Get Away with Murder, playing a very serious, dramatic character, and then back to playing Paris like she never saw. I mean, it,
0: that's what's so amazing, is that I actually think that in it, some it, scenes, it, some people are not um, as quite as gelling, like, it takes a second for them to get back into it, but there are some people that are such consummate professionals, like, Michael Winter is the same way, where it's like, Oh, my God. I'm like, how is this not the same exact person exactly?
2: Like, if you put him... Like, like, do you mean you just believe that Michael Winters has been on the Warner Brothers back lot, like, playing Taylor for all this time? You're, you're joking,
0: <laughs> like... but, like, maybe he could be a perfect yeah. docent. Like, no no one ever would question it because he'd be like, yeah, of course you're here doing this. This is hilarious. But, like, that is truly... It is amazing to watch someone be able to play it as if no time has passed at all. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I mean, I actually... And the, the the main leads maybe because they have more work to to do, it's a little tougher for them to just like lug that and then do all this other stuff. So it's maybe a little bit better for the the supporting actors to get to that.
2: But, but I I still think most almost everyone really fell into the same yes. rhythms and the same chemistry that they had nine years ago and even melissa mccarthy came in and did one day and she was she just, did like 10 minutes it seemed like
0: and she nailed it I, well yeah I mean, it was
2: but like one day if she no i know it's just, just it's fantastic and, it super- and
0: it's a it's a it's a very yeah. impressive like ability to just jump right back into it and that's what i think this is why this series this this revival has i think succeeded in ways other ones have not is that they didn't dwell on the fact that things have changed so much in order to explain away why they have a little bit different vibes and it right. works
2: it was just, this is, the show's been happening in these nine years, you just weren't watching. I mean, if you
0: can watch those scenes of Paris and not feel like that's a human being that has progressed to a point where she's, like, in charge of a lot of shit and owns a brownstone and other places, is just sort of like... A, f- a, f- a five-story brownstone, right. don't forget. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> maddening. Like, I could not believe like, that, like, I, 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 it's hard for me to, to, to understand the fact that that doesn't, it's not a real person that exists because it feels like it has such momentum as the show ends up until this point it feels like she has to have existed for all this work to be done because she's just so successful at doing the shit she's doing I just buy it. And that's why
1: I get, like frustrated with what I call, like, basically the insta-development for Jess, because again I appreciate adult Jess but Mm -hmm. from seeing the teenage Jess that we saw to when he, like, he comes back, like, you know, those times. It makes no logical sense to me other than, oh, Amy Sherman Palladino and Dana Palladino wanted him to grow. Like, the character we saw was, was going onto his own spinoff. Like, imagine that spinoff. I still can't see how you get from point A to point B. I think
0: I remember because it. Because he's just yeah. so full of rage. I remember it, too, in, like, the first time he comes back, when he first, like, shows her the little tiny book that he wrote the first time. Um, he, like, sits with her in, in the in the bedroom at the Gilmore's Mansion, and I'll never forget it, because I remember thinking, like, I, I didn't think it, like, in exact words, but, like, thinking back on it, it was basically I was trying to think, like, wow, whatever's happening off-screen with him is really interesting. And I'm like, well, that's you know a great what, thing to not you, show on-screen, show-don't-tell, guys.
2: I, um, I figured out the key to Jess's character mm-hmm. development. When he came back in season four for Liz and TJ's mm-hmm. Wedding and Luke had the self-help books. He listened to it. And he handed them <laughs> to Jess after the whole Brilliant. thing. Brilliant. Handed them to Jess. So Jess went up and read some self-help books, and he came back a fully actualized
0: human being. <laughs> I do
1: think- you <laughs> need to spit off when you can just do that? I know,
2: and I do think there that he's go. the type of person that if he had
0: someone, if he listened to someone, like Luke, honestly, but like if he listened to someone who just sat him down and said, actually Lorelai as well, where so they just like forced him to do his shit- and he got stuff handled, he is a incre- he even in the first time he's introduced, like he's a little bit like, you know, marble mouth and and, and rude as fuck always, but like he he's rough on the edges, but he's very competent and interesting and engaged with stuff. He reads a lot. Like he's not somebody who's just like a boring person. He has the the interest interesting elements there. He's just not putting them into the good enough use. He's kind of just being a little bit like a smart ass and stuff, but Anyway, I mean, we'll, 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 oh my god, we'll have to get into that when we get to the jazz part. But so, so after spring, um, it goes into summer. Summer is, I, I would say. Oh, we'll, I, I
1: had a few more spring oh, things. go ahead. spring, spring uh, stuff? Well, as, uh, it was, uh, winter that had, uh, we have a reveal that Michelle is in fact gay. Yes! After, like, the entire yes. series basically had to, pre- has to try to pretend that he was straight. And, you know, it was WB, and you know how they were back in the day with, like LGBTQ characters, it was a struggle in general. So, but like WB, especially because they were, I would say, so ahead of their time, in a lot of things. And that's kind of one of the things that like makes you want you look back and appreciate it. It's so weird how the gay thing specifically would get like turned down when it exists, like on Buffy or Dawson's Creek, and then Gilmore Girls. It just did not exist at all, even though like you have characters like Michelle and Taylor, which here in the spring episode they confirm one hundred percent taylor is not gay or at least he is still not coming According out to taylor yes.
2: yes i feel like taylor was born in an egg or something. <laughs> he, <was>
1: just, <laughs> he just showed up mind. like naked in like the space where his grocery store is and then he's like this is this will Al- do
2: already already like 60 years old and, yes. and bald. <laughs> just <laughs> like how
1: luke was fully like fully formed when he like was born and like plaid and a backwards baseball already cat. had a
2: hat yeah and receding no.
1: hairline yeah that was all there uh, let's see, spring also has uh, the the reveal of Mr. Kim, which I I died I died at. Oh
2: uh, yeah,
0: I wish it had been someone. I mean that, that would have been. I didn't been, even
1: need to be anyone special. That's one of those
0: things where I would have like a young and vibrant. Oh, Mr. her dance Kim. is over there like I he always is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was
2: it
0: was it was nice, but I, uh, that was one of those things where I was like, okay, now there's like a lot of fan service. There was a couple mm-hmm. moments where I was like, this is yeah. so fan i I'm, I'm like okay insane.
2: with fan service though because that's. The it, reason why this shit exists, they, like they're not gonna bring, yeah, and they did shout out back Team Gilmore Paris girls if you know if there's not a big movement to bring it back. So come on, fan service is fine.
0: And they they shouted out Team Paris, which I appreciated, although that was obviously like cheek. But no, that to me was clearly like yeah. a nod. I would say because I think that's probably the most famous. Like obviously, like it's Rory Jess for most people, but uh, and then obviously there are some people who are Rory Logan. But um, I think the most popular fan relationship for a lot of people is Paris. Even Morgan though it's, Paris. like, Paris would be good it's for
1: her, so. Not
0: subtle. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, that's a whole other, but we'll anyway, get to that when we get to the guys. If you're out and
2: you're Team Logan, please write me a letter and tell me
0: oh, what's wrong with you. Oh, no. I re- no, I'm worried for people who are yeah. Team Logan at this point. Like, I would say, I understand in the series, because Season 7 did a lot of rebooting with him. I don't like I don't like him ever, but I think I did a lot of stuff to make it like easier to swallow that pill. But like, this is nuts. Like, if you're into we'll, him we'll, at this we'll, point, we'll,
1: we'll go into it. I worry uh, about yeah, you, Spring man. also has uh, the cameo from Mae Whitman, Lauren Graham's better TV yes. daughter. So.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, she's there as also it's, like. Let's talk I, about I, the I'm...
1: line shit. Can we talk about the line? shit? Oh my god,
0: oh my the line god. shit. She pitches it's a ball. I She goes to con, so that is the Condé Nast interview that she's talking about, right? Yes, it's
1: specifically for GQ. Apparently, they they eventually elaborate on, but like she just keeps saying Condé Nast five million times,
2: as if as if Condé Nast is its own magazine, which it is not.
0: It is not, and that's to make me so confused. I'm like, I don't understand what she's saying because there's like a million different things she could be talking about. It could be like a little blip on a, on the like, like it could be nothing. You know no, no offense to the little blips on Condé Nast's like thing, but it could still, be, it
2: could be. She could be going for an interview for Golf Digest and still be working right. for Condé Nast.
0: So exactly, like, ugh. and so she calls a favor in um, when they're in London. One of the many times she's in London for. Mitchum Huntsberger. Who shows the, up and uh, he's
1: like, yeah, I know what my the, son's doing. The, it's you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mitchum Huntsberger was it right that all along. Oh my god. He's, honestly, I, as much as I hated Mitchum in the, in the run of the series, he truly called it like he saw it. Yeah. And it was way before his time when it came to her. He was right that she didn't have it. He was right that they didn't really belong together because she's willing to do shit like this, I guess. And, like, I love that scene because it's so interesting, because you're watching it, and you see Rory kind of like, ugh, your father's being annoying again. I'm like, bitch, you're here with him, and he's engaged. Her father has- his father has every right to be like, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, be cleaner about this. You're- you're flaunting it around town at the family restaurant, like an idiot. And secondly, like, he's allowed to be like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't- like, he's- he has every right to be rude to her. Like, that's the reason why I never understood the fight with Leroy and, and Rory, where they she was like, mom, why are you being so mean about- dean and shit it's like because she's calling out the fact that you're being an asshole <laughs> like she's allowed to be mean about this you're an awful person let her judge you <laughs> like oh she just the, rory finds any judgment against her as annoying and like invasive where it's like you have the right to be judged you're an idiot right now in fact i think that's why jess is so successful at, at giving her realism Is because he's doing that but she like I don't know, idolizes Jess in some way. So she, because I think she sees in him the the, the casual success and um, innate ability that she doesn't necessarily have herself in some respects. So she kind of, like, she wants to talk to him about stuff. That's why she first, like, falls in love with him, I think. Jess is basically like, doing
1: with his life what Rory says she's doing with her life and just fucking up.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, <laughs> I, um, I mean, read he's read got flaws. So I know. Um, I, uh, what is uh, happening in this comparing- world? I mean, it's like, last episode was a shot, and this is, like, the, the chaser.
2: <laughs> it's know. like, up is down, down is up, Mitchum H- Huntsberger was right, Jess is yeah. fine. But,
0: so she's, <laughs> she's in, oh my god. In more she's ways in, than one. Oh yeah. Um, <sighs> she's in London with Logan, and calls in a favor from Mitchum, who runs into them when they're eating, and um asks for an, in- well, he offers an interview at Condé and he's like, I'll just call someone and get it worked out. And she's like, oh no, that's okay. I'm like, What are you stupid at this point? I'm like you're a grown woman living with your mother temporarily because you. I feel like it. She's been offered money nonstop, but like she's leaving Brooklyn, whatever. So she's like a vagabond, going here and here and here, and she's like she's basically being offered a job by someone who's arguably probably one of the most successful um, media moguls Mm -hmm. in the in the globe. I mean, the Huntsburgers are based off of the Salzburg or whatever. So they're they're very very famous and well known family. I don't understand why she's still trying to be proud about stuff. Like, and they don't, you're failing. They don't say ask it here, her but help.
1: she's definitely, like, living off a trust fund from Christopher, isn't she?
0: She must be. And later on when she goes to her father and it's just like, oh, I don't need money. I'm like, yes, you do. I'm like, ask for money again.
2: I mean, she well, must, I would, maybe she got and, money from Richard or something. Yeah, I was going to say, I would I assume know. there was some kind of money from Richard's estate too yeah i'm
1: guessing she has like that uh that money too but like i assume that christopher created like a trust fund for her too so well, that's like, why he's clearly trying to make up for like things like via money now at this point
0: right well he's realized his only he's, he's only always... in his money and then he's not dumb he's right it's that's the only thing he's good at but like i think that the struggle with that is also just like what are we doing that she's, like, still denying things because she's being proud and wants to earn it herself? Because like, she thinks she's hardcore like works. her
1: mom, and she's not. She yeah. thinks she's, like, but the th- yeah, a this like is grab the herself difference. by the bootstraps kind of person, God, you're and so right. not.
0: You're so right, because it's the thing why—the reason why Lorelai can do and be pig-headed about stuff and succeed still— it's because she's more competent at what she's doing because she's chosen a path that actually aligns with her abilities. She's earned it. And she's earned the she's right. She's earned it. She's put the time in. She's put the energy into doing one thing at one time. She's also not doing something that's too high-minded. She worked at it. She, she worked at, a, at an inn that she didn't love for years and years and years to make her own because she knew that in order to do what she really wanted, she had to put her nose to the grindstone and, and fucking work. And what's ironic, too, is that I think it's actually her dreams are pretty big. Like, it's very impressive to own and run your own in, but it's also not, like, mega big, where it's become, like, a world-renowned editor for, like, the New York Times is what Rory wants, where it's, like, you're thinking way too big. You need to think about simple things, like get a byline with the New York Times. That's much more achievable than becoming the next Maureen uh, Dow. I mean, there's, like, a million different people that she mentions that she's trying to be. David Foster Wallace? Like,
2: come on. Yeah,
0: she has too many, too many idols, too many things to live up to, And it just- she's- she's shooting for every- someone mentioned- I think someone was retweeting it the other day. There's a quote from Strangers with Candy where it's, reach for the stars, stars reach for the one closest to you, (laughs) because it's the easiest to get to, like, the one lowest
2: down. this is a girl who shows up at a job interview with nothing to I fucking
0: hated this scene. And then she tries to- That's that's, that's
2: summer, right? I think we're at summer. That's where, so, yeah. It's it's in this episode. It's in uh. Screen. Yeah. When she goes to the Sandy oh, says well, thing.
1: More. Were you trying to say that like the Bunheads cameos were the things I was not going to enjoy? There
2: you go, Bunheads. Because um, this, the Bunheads
1: cameos were actually like the, the only people from Bunheads I, I like. So. Oh, then that yeah, worked like, out well. The well, two best I'm Bunheads right. are like like obviously are Sandy and the thirty something gang. So <laughs> those are the Bunheads well, who so matter. So that worked out well for you. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it
2: so worked out well. well. I mean, what kind of writer goes to an interview with nothing to pitch? That a made me so one. fucking Just a mad. a bad one. That's it.
0: Ugh. But so either way, so she denies she denies the, the help from from um Mitchum at first and decides to go. Um, first of all, she goes she goes to to um meet with GQ. They they bring up this concept they want her to do. It's called lines, which she like kind of like was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it is interesting. I mean, everyone was kind of joking around about it on, on Twitter and elsewhere. I'm like, it is a little goofy a pitch, but, like, I get it. Like, there are people up in lines all day long. Like, I've heard people talk about this in, in many different cities where, I mean, I know for us there's, like, Federal Donuts and, and Franklin Fountain. I know that there's probably one in whatever city you're talking about, like, some barbecue place that people line up for four hours just to get, like, a bite of it. Why are they doing that? And then I, I think it was on, on the um, – uh, I was There was a quick, like, recap that the Gilmore guys did where they mentioned the fact that, like, she literally, like, walks into the story that she wanted to actually write about, where it's just them in line for just people eating lunch, which is the Michael Cielo, um cameo. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, that's the story, Rory. And she just, like, laughs it off and keeps walking. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> I'm just, like, we're watching the see- worst... Ever. <laughs> worst journalist yeah, i've ever that, heard in of that my
2: megan life. garber article that i quoted earlier she goes through a list of all the reasons why rory's mm-hmm. bad at journalism as evidenced in these episodes and that's it it's like if you come across people standing in a line that it's not actually a line and they don't know what it's for that's your story
0: you know, yeah.
2: she, falls like, I, she falls asleep, she falls asleep She falls asleep, that's what I was gonna say the
0: other thing is she falls asleep interviewing someone, and I'm then, like, like my makes, god It
2: mentions how, and it's a very Lorelai thing to do that Lorelai, which I think is actually hilarious, that she gets the All know, the, the stuff pastry, that they're waiting in line for She gets the shoes, because she talks to Mae Whitman and shares her pastry with her and Mae Whitman gets her the shoes, and it's like so Rory's trying to do this, and she sucks at it, and Lorelai, if you gave her a pen and a paper, she'd probably kick ass at it <laughs> Like, do you know what's so
0: ironic? It. You're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If they switch jobs, they'd probably be better off at what they're doing. What the other ones doing? No,
1: God, Rory would well, be no. bad in hospitality too. Honestly, but I've always but... felt like uncomfortable calling myself a journalist. Like I just I don't feel like like I should be like I'm at that level. But watching Rory Gilmore, I have no problem calling myself a journalist ever again now because yeah. right? she's awful. And I, I am a competent journal- at my job.
2: I have a journalism degree, for God's sakes. I went to school, really? and I'm like, no It's just girl,
0: it's no. it's maddening to watch someone just fuck up, like not even just be bad at what they're doing, like not getting the right answers. Like she wasn't even just interviewing people, like that. She was falling asleep interviewing people. Like so, that is the bare I minimum. Could line. Never. It's just not. I. If I'm I fall asleep in the middle to of an interview, more people
1: like so more divorced from like pop culture than we are, or something and who are fans of the show and see how they felt about like just Rory and her career stuff in general.
0: Because I'll tell I, you my, I, my, my mom is that way. And she mm. was like, why is she falling asleep? Is right. she tired? I'm like, I don't know, mom. I don't fucking know. The answer was, it was early in the morning, whatever. But like you had to base you your day around like the like fact that you cups to coffee an hour. It. Yeah. Right. Or just base your sleep schedule. Cause you know, you're going to be pitching this major story in order to refund your career. So you're gonna, you have your mom come help you, like it's this whole big deal, and you can't even just be awake. You're
2: gonna wear heels. What? You're gonna wear heels to stand on the street. Wear heels to walk around New York.
0: Oh my God, I was losing my mind. I mean, like, live your life. If that works for you, it works for you. But like, everything about it felt. She was, she was falling asleep. She was like recording stuff with her phone which i kind of get but also like there was another mention in, in the gilmore guys recap of it where they were like she fell asleep in new york city with a brand new iphone that would not be there when she woke up <laughs> which is just like little things like that like the fact that she's falling asleep in a major city is just unbelievable to me like it's not even possible to fall asleep in new york yeah. on the street really the, in the, the, bigger, the i've waited in line
2: the biggest like, sin is sleeping with a source there you go. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. Like that was but, Hey, it's
1: not really sleeping really with the source because she didn't write the piece because she's That's garbage. Yes. Yeah, she never even wrote and, it. And but that
2: the just thing. gets tossed I really, aside. I would have liked I would have actually liked this whole storyline about Rory's career if they had really hit it harder on the point that she's bad at it. And she's just got right. she's kind of lucked into having some good pieces published and written a few good pieces here and there, but that she's actually bad at journalism. Because I get that. Like, I get the thing that you maybe want to do your whole life, and then you grow up and you realize you're not good enough (coughs) to do it. Like, I think a lot of people have been through that. I've been through that. And you have that realization as an adult, like, oh, I'm actually not skilled enough for that career. Let me adjust the skills I have and the passion I have to something else, which is for her, we will get into her writing a book about her life. And I'm like that makes sense, but the show treated it as, like, well, she's just had some unlucky breaks, that Rory Gilmore. I'm like, I I, I agree, but I
0: also think that it's been pretty clear that she's bad at it before. I don't know. I think it's just, this is finally them saying, hey, everybody who thought we were subtle about it before, we're gonna make it real fucking clear this time. And, I mean, it's still not perfect, but it's definitely, I think, it it hit people, unless they actually said to someone, like, spelling it out, like, she's terrible at this, I, I disagree prob- about
1: that because I, I feel like the Paladinos kind of just think it's kind of quote unquote adorkable basically because isn't the thing that uh, mm-hmm. Amy said basically is like people always ask about, you know, Rory's relationships. No one asks like, Hey, has she won a Pulitzer or something? Like no one's asked that because Rory's a terrible journalist, but like Amy seems to think that she's not because the show says she's not.
0: I guess I just read yeah. it as if it's so clear that she's terrible that I it's assume they that anyone must be who doing watches it, it but it's,
1: I feel yeah. like Amy not, and Dan have some, like, tunnel vision, and, like, they can't see certain things, and yeah, here, it's, not, it's that Roy's awful at this.
2: Agreed. And and it's, like, like, you get things, like, of course, Luke's gonna be so proud of her article in The New Yorker, because it's a dad thing, and that's, you know, his surrogate daughter, his adopted daughter, basically. But, like it's maybe, she's just not that good. Like, nobody hears Well, maybe, that. the like, thing
0: is, the complicated issue, I think, is sometimes maybe she is good at that, and, in parts, but she's just not good at the drive it takes to keep at it. Like Again, she's the only person who told her she was
1: bad at it was Mitchum Huntsberger, and he is decisively, like, a villain, even though right. he's right. He's so right.
2: Well, he's very right, right. I think it's like, if you, if you think about what the piece that she wrote for The New Yorker that everybody loved is about Alex Kingston, and it's sort of like this kind of slice of life a profile profile yeah. of a person and so she ends up you know she's going to write this book about her and her mother who are their own quirky characters living in a town of quirky characters and it's like you know maybe that is what you're suited for but you're not suited for out there like on the beat getting the story being an actual journalist and writing news so
0: like, I remember when she wanted to be fucking like um she oh, what's was, her name?
2: Christian was christian her amanpour christian <laughs> amanpour
0: she is not Christian Alomar, that's real. It never really rough.
2: made sense anyway, because Rory was always a print journalist, and Christian Alomar right. is a broadcast journalist, so. She's not good at but
0: anything what, she does, and the show won't acknowledge it. Yeah. And also, broadcast journalism is not the same as print journalism at all. Like, it's a whole other, like, ballgame. Like, it's mm-hmm. as much about the technical difficulties of, like, having to understand how to use a camera. Because, like, most of the time, you have to be able to, like, figure out a way to film yourself if you're on location... Like there are a lot of things that like go into like being a a, a world renowned like, you know, broadcast journalist that it's just not
2: Oh, well when you're starting out when you start out in broadcast journalism, and I can speak from experience on this, you basically write, edit, produce, shoot your entire story yourself. Exactly. You, you have nobody so it's else, like
0: so. you have to be like like the people that become broadcast journalists all start out like basically people who are like behind the camera being technicians and stuff. So it's like that's just not what Rory ever seemed to be interested in. It would have actually been easier for her to succeed at that because she's obviously very pretty and I think it would have helped that she has the connection she does with both Mitchum and and her family. It wouldn't have though
2: because she was actually a pretty crappy public speaker.
0: Well, yeah, you know, but (laughs) yeah, she gets nervous a lot. But so I, the weird thing is though, like I think it would have been somewhat more successful because if she had just stuck with one little thing with that, she could have, maybe broken into it a little more easily than, like, what she's at right now. Or it's it's just, print journalism is very, very, like, based off of what you're giving. Like, it's, there's less, like, you could do, like, she couldn't be successful at it technically and failing at it, like, content-wise. Like, print journalism, it's almost entirely content. So you're kind of fucked if
1: you're- It's all about content, you guys. Hashtag content. content.
0: But so anyway, so, so she, she tries to call in the favor eventually from Mitchum Huntsberger, um, about this lines interview, and it's she does this shitty job trying to interview people about why they're standing in lines. She eventually um, just abandons the piece completely, never even writes it and pitches it. Like, I don't even understand that. Like, wouldn't you at least just give them something? Like, just so you don't have a bad reference. Like, what if you have to go back and interview there for something else? See, so their bad well, memory of like, oh, that's that girl ties. that came in and just flaked.
1: She cut ties with Condé Nast. That's what's happening. <laughs> this is
0: so stupid. And so, um, she she eventually, I guess you'd call it, like, settles, which is still a little bit ridiculous. There's this ongoing thing with this, this online, it's obviously a Huffington Post prototype, like, version, where she's um, being courted by the editor-in-chief of it, who's, like, a young, um, I think probably around her age, um, who's trying to, like, you know, one-up... Ariana Huffington and then yeah, it's like gets I would assume it's like people.
1: It's an upstart kind of like an up and coming yeah. Buzzfeed type thing, maybe. It's
0: just whatever Amy, Sharon, and Daniel Palladino envisioned that to look like. It was not quite exactly realistic, but it I was. I mean,
1: it was sometimes close. like Palladinos get like super sorkin in, in yeah. terms of like their pop culture, like modern pop culture or like what the kids are into right. situations.
2: Yeah, this is what we think Buzzfeed is like maybe that was that was
0: so not that was so not buzzfeed that was so weird i guess it's kind of what they were going for but like oh my god but so she she it's called sandy says and she interviews the rory and rory shows maybe it's a
1: hello giggles or something like that then yes
0: that's actually very 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 realistic yeah that's perfect and um she goes to interview with them and obviously there's been some uh, this is another one that's kind of a divisive like some people think that she should have she was she was fair to come in there unprepared because she, no. they're basically telling her the they're job wrong. Hers. Yeah, they're oh, no, I'm I telling you wrong.
1: from my expert opinion, they're wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly, but that the, the, she is told basically the job is hers. Not that she's ever physically told... she's not actually said the job is yours. They're just trying to say we want you to come to like that. That's basic. It's a, it's a major marketing. courtship
1: situation. Yeah, yeah
0: that just happens though. That's not That's a woman's job is to t- try and get good talent. It's her job once she's there to prove that she is good talent. But Rory of course is just like of course I'm good talent has nothing I thought and I, this has been referenced by other people as well so it's more of the same for that but like I thought she was going to pitch the line story I was ready for her to Oh do yeah it, I thought I was she like, was oh,
3: going <laughs> to get into
1: a lawsuit with Condé Nast
0: that would be great but so regardless she I mean it wouldn't have hurt for her to try and pitch something similar like you know why are people obsessed with like I, not that it's a good thing for someone to be pitching basically someone else's idea but like y- like, you can't even write that one, though, so I'm, just, I'm not shocked that I guess she never wanted to revisit it. Um, but so she's she's sitting there with, with the Sandy, and Sandy's, like, asking her... Like, I would say bare minimum interview questions, stuff that you would have been asked, like, if you were trying to interview for, like, fucking McDonald's or something. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, why do you want to be doing this? What can you offer me? Like, what, what's what's your aesthetic kind of thing? Like, little questions like that. Like, what are your ideas? Like, what would you like to cover here, like, if we gave you a, a role? Like, even just managerially, like, if you think you're gonna be walking into, like, an editorship, okay, I buy it, maybe she's been successful enough that we're not seeing, she thinks that she could walk into getting, like, a culture editor or stop, like, you know, fine. Why wouldn't you have ideas for culture editing or something? Like, why wouldn't you expect to have to be... Specializing in a certain area because that's what journalism. Any, journalism is not just as broad as like I'm going to write about everything. It's usually kind of like human interest or science or whatever. You know, any like, kind
2: of creative job like that. Any kind of creative job. When you come in, you have to have ideas. If you don't have ideas, you might as well just keep your ass. I at mean, home. It's who doesn't
0: have a portfolio that they're using to pitch things generally? Either like if you're going to be pitching book, you know. Uh, she wants to eventually try and pitch that book about, uh, name it, shop shop star. She doesn't even have that kind of thing. Not that she's going to be publishing it with them or anything, but she could have said like, well, I'm thinking of writing a book about this, but it could be used as like an ongoing column or something like that kind of stuff. Like little things just as like, honestly, how are you not good enough at just fucking bullshitting your way through an interview? At least give some kind of a fake, like, well, I'd like to talk about blah, 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 blah. And just talk about what you like. And then hopefully turn it into a good enough pitch that I'm a good writer. Like, wow, you couldn't even sell yourself for five seconds. Like, it was, it was abysmal to watch. And the Sandy lady, the, the editor, she's like editor-in-chief. It's not like your interviews with some random person either. It's like the editor-in-chief of the fucking company. And she's like, not interested, basically. And then Rory eventually almost kind of throws it in her face. Like, I thought this was kind of guaranteed. Why am I being interviewed right now? Aren't I working like now? And she's like, no. I'm a professional. This is how everything professional works. Yeah. Have you never been hired for any other job? Like she's a freelancer. Surely those freelance interviews have gone similar, unless she's just blindly pitching things to people, right? This is, yeah, this is
1: how it works. I was like uh, up for I had an interview for like a staff position at a place, and like it was like hey ideas things. It wasn't just and they approached me too, so it wasn't just like oh I have the job now, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like. Who would assume- I mean, we know who would assume it, Rory Gilmore would assume it, but like, why would you ever assume that you have a job? I wouldn't assume I have a job until six months into this fucking job. Like, get out of here with this shit.
2: I'm so done with Rory. Like, she- she acts- Maura, I mean, still not even sure she's hosting this podcast. I know! <laughs> but like- She's not hedging her bets, anyway. So.
0: But what's so amazing to me about Rory, too, I think it's really very prescient, because it's like- It's the kind of character who, if this were a realistic person who didn't have the family money and the background and eight different trust funds coming to her, she would have failed long ago. But this is someone who has basically had people pouring oil into her tank as long as they could afford to buy oil. And if they had all gone broke, yeah, if they had all gone broke, she would have fucked up and gone out of this probably at 22 not even earlier than that, she might have not even gotten to Yale, like that's how bad it would have been yeah, it's, and
2: it's a it's very uh rich white people fail and the,
0: yeah, and the reason why she's still at this is because her grandparents told her she was really good, and her mom said, "You do whatever you want, honey, where it's like I respect the fact that they were trying to be you know supportive people, but at some point, the reason why Jess is successful in his role coming back and forth with her and always getting her to do kind of what he suggests is not just that they're similar, it's that I think he's giving her. A, a hint of where to go with a little realism like he's saying yeah you're good but you should do it this way like that's what she's missing is the fact that she's not even able to like she's not she's not adjusting her it's like when you're trying to take off in a plane you're not just going to take off in a straight line you have to adjust what you're doing like the wings have to be a certain way like it's we're getting your cars the mirrors have to be the right way you can't just jump in after someone else and just take it over for them like you have to figure out a way to get things going that works for you. And like you were saying before, like you may not be good at what you want to do. So you have to figure out a way that you can still enjoy what you're doing. Well, you don't have to, but like, if you Mm want to stay at that path, you want to try and find a way that she could use that kind of skill set to do something else. Like there's nothing that says that she has to do writing. Like there's a point where she's like making fun of the fact that she's being told to write a spec script. I'm like, what's, why are you joking about that? You have a connection in Doyle who is like a lock hard, someone who could get you onto a writer's room in five minutes. Why are you la- I mean, the joke is obviously that, like, he's working with Michael Bay and how stupid it is to be a screenwriter in L.A., whatever. But, like, why are you laughing? He's clearly successful. They're both successful. Fucking go work for Paris. Just be, like, a, a, a writer that just pro- profiles Paris. Like, that'd be enough. Write a story about Paris. My God. Like, there are so many things here that, like, she doesn't even... Attempt to do before she quits, basically. Like she
2: quits. Yes, Rory, write write a TV show about Paris Geller, and we will we will all watch and we will never it.
0: insult you again, Rory. Never. But like the thing is That's with right. the Doyle stuff too, where he also basically offers her a job, and she says, "eh." And it's like, oh my God, she gets offered every job she gets in this show, including this this miniseries, is offered to her. Like, in some way or another. Well, she might pitch it to someone, she, but she's probably being she approached.
2: Does, she does take over the uh, Star's Hollow Gazette. Because
0: it's basically offered to her, in the though. next episode. Like, that's what I mean, though. Like, she's just assuming roles. She's showing up at the right time and saying, I'll do it. And then she just gets it. That's happened her whole life. It happened with I'm Yale. glad
1: she doesn't join the 30-something gang, because she would try to take over. Right! How and dare she? And then
0: they'd be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the poor 30-something gang. Um, but so she's she's just... I, I don't understand. I don't understand her character. She's just the Javier B.M. of this entire <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drink or milkshake up. But, like, so, like, this aside, Wait, I what? don't know. I don't fucking know. You're, like, mixing your
2: movies or I something. I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm trying Wars. to sound cool and referencing Wars. Cohen movies. I've no, never fucking seen no any of that shit. <laughs> no, no, cu-
2: no country for There Will Be Blood. There what's
0: Will Be, be No Country there? for Blood.
2: No country for blood. Right. I drink it up. Um,
0: but yeah, so <laughs> bastard in the basket. I've never seen the movie. Uh, yeah, so oh, really, more <laughs> I know, I know. This is the kind of shit that you have to put up with when you haven't seen these movies. This is like when people find out I haven't seen The Dark Knight and they all like cry, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> keep and crying.
1: Oh, Batman Returns <laughs> is the best Batman movie anyway, so
0: right. But so that's why I was like, this is good enough. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: but, good. I'm content.
0: Anyway, so so summer ends in similarly fashion where she just keeps failing and failing towards eventually she takes over the stars hollow gazette that's how bad it becomes um
2: she moves back to stars she moves back to her but even then, Wait, she's not
0: back she's I'm not jo- back you guys no she's not back
2: but yeah, not even back. then
0: i'm joking about it but also like why are you fucking making jokes about being editor of a of a gazette like that's that's more than some people can say like that's fine that's a good use that and then build it build it to be something big expand it to distribution wider no just, like, I guess I'm doing this now. Like, it's just so, like, everything about her is so... Ugh, oh, she's the worst. Like, fucking, this is... I've always been kind of, like, sick of Rory Gilmore. I liked her a lot in the early seasons, but I think she just slowly got worse and worse, or it became clear how bad she was or something. Yeah, it know. became
1: clear how bad she was, basically.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it just got yeah. crazier, crazier. And then eventually you kind of come to the terms with the fact that like okay either i have to acknowledge that i hate this person or i'm not going to watch the show anymore so i just it's set like, a place where i'm like i need to hate her in order to watch the show
1: it's like rewatching the oc when you're older and you're just like seth cohen i want to punch you in the face yeah. but like even more with rory
0: right and so she takes over for the stars Hollow gazette and is rude to the people that have been working there for like 40 years and there's all these jokes about how stupid they are but i'm like look They've successfully maintained a job longer than you've lived, so you could shut the fuck up. And longer out. than
1: you've maintained a job,
0: yeah, both yes, yeah. all, all or any job, all of your jobs yeah. combined are not the length of this one job they've been at. So, and they they're managing their lives fine. They're living. They're, they have nice outfits on. They're not like 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 living on the street or something. So like, what's the issue? Why are <laughs> they're you
3: not
1: homeless folk behind wow.
0: this? It's crazy. So she she's. Uh, very like um beaten up about it, and then of course this is when Jess walks back into her life, um and gives her like honestly like his scenes are basically like five minutes apiece, and they do more to progress her character than like the last ten years, which <laughs> is rough. But so he comes in and just says, "What's going on?" You're at the Stars Hall Gazette, and she's like, "Yeah," and she like makes all these jokes about it. she just took it over because she showed up, and I'm like. Only you would joke about getting a job because you didn't want a job, and I'm like, "This is you're so fucking privileged. I hate you." But so she, um, she she's in charge of the Gazette. He suggests that if you're not getting the success you need here, you should write a book. Because uh, of course, that's partly because Jess is in publishing, and that's where his mind's always at. But I think that he's see he's he's very truthful. He sees right into her, and he says, "And I think it's very it's very fair of him to say it because I don't think this is something that younger Jess would have said to her." Because he might not have seen it, like the writing on the walls clearly, but he said, your mother and your relationship is, is interesting. There's a story there from your point of view that only you can tell. You should write about it. And, like, I don't think that Jess would have even seen it as an interesting relationship maybe 20 years ago or whatever when he first showed up on the show. But, like, this is the point where he's like, I understand as an adult now, this is important and you should write about it. And she acts like, oh, I, I, I guess, I don't know if I want to do that. And it's like, why are you, like, Why do you like
1: the way you are? Like,
0: my God why are you? Have you never had are? a full conversation in your life, Rory Gilmore? Because, like, I've, like, got a million recommendations of things to do with my life that I don't want to do. I'm always polite about it, though. I'm not gonna be like, oh. but I guess she's trying to be realistic with Jess, I guess. Uh, who knows? She's she just like that with to be
1: realistic.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. She's being true with Jess, because she's honest with him. I don't know. But I hey, love she... how
1: we apologize for how, like, brutal we were to Jess, and then we're just like, let's talk about how much we hate the lead of the show.
0: Right! But it's like, look, I'm sorry. There's no other way to watch this. And if you watched it differently, I'm sorry. You must have hated it, but I don't agree with you. So if you're going to turn this off on It's fine. But so, um, so he, he suggests she read a book and she kind of is like, all right, I guess. And then he like, you know, makes fun of Luke leaves. And then um, she kind of takes that and runs with it and, and starts writing it immediately, finds it easy to do because it's like, oh, if you had just adjusted your life to what you're good at years ago, you could have done this forever. In fact, she's treating it like it's this whole, like. Like, she's, like, finding water in a desert situation where she's writing for the first time in years. Like, it's not hard. Like, but that's what a lot of writing is. Like, is trying to give your own point of view on certain things. Like, what are you writing? Like, what is she writing all the time? Like-
2: right. I feel I feel like, um, I mean, we don't really get that in the context of the show, but I feel like she's probably spent all these years trying to write what she thinks other people want to read instead of writing what yeah. she feels or how she relates to things i
0: guess it's kind of like she also is like i i said like the, the journalism side of it she's doing a lot of fact-based stuff where it's a lot of like you know like reporting on or she, i mean i'm assuming that's what she wanted to go into with the christian alain poor stuff but like if you're doing like news-based journalism that's what you're gonna be writing but she did a profile but i guess the profile was mostly about the facts of that woman's life But, like, a lot of what I read is, like, there's a little of, like, your own point of view in it. Like, it's the point of writing half the time is to just get a point of view on something. I I don't understand. I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. But so she's, she's like, kind of struggling with everything until she gets to that point. Now she finally feels like this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. And I'm like, are you going to, like like stop after you write the one book then like fucking like jd salinger or something like i don't know what's going oh, on god
1: do you really want them to compare to jd salinger no
0: i mean uh. she might write another book that's like similar to the first one and then just <clears throat> run off into the woods but like i oh like
1: uh chan mcmurray for one tree Hill, <laughs> yes. where it's just his character is just <laughs> writing the same book over and over exactly again. And it's like really deep that's probably what really she's deep. gonna
0: do too but like but she's talking about, like, this is so finite. Like, this is the story I'm meant to tell. Like, I believe you, but, like, what happens when you're done with this one story? What if it bombs? Are you not also thinking about the fact... I mean, maybe they're just not talking big picture at that point, but she's she's treating it like this is... This is my finish line. I'm like, girl, you're still 32. Like, you need to think about your life. But she's right gonna now.
2: be like, uh, no, she's gonna be like Dawson Leary and go to Hollywood and make a TV. Show oh my God, and more girls. Well, no,
1: she's too good for Hollywood. She she's already turned down Doyle. So
0: there the you fact yeah, that I watch someone
2: flashing those fat paychecks at her, Royal coming. Around.
0: How is she like <laughs> living with her mother and not like at least working with Paris for Paris? Like for real. That alone not to me is mind
1: and not on her vision.
0: I mean, like I, the idea that you could just. I don't know. I, I just can't understand a situation where you, your options are like that. You you would rather just do nothing for a while and then maybe pitch a, a book to someone or you just work a bunch of random jobs. I mean, she gets to start a gazette, but there's like <laughs> a long time before she gets that where she's just kind of like, I'm here for the summer to just sit around and do nothing. I'm like, my God, uh, to live that kind of life. Wow. <laughs> but so she's, um, she's, she's kind of like feeling her, um, She's feeling her her point of view for the first time, almost it feels like, which is still as a journalist should have been something that she handled. That's not how you write. You had to find out your own voice when writing. Literally, like the first day of writing class <laughs> It's like finding your voice. But so, um, she she figures out what she wants to do and she writes she writes the first three chapters, and she tells her or she she brings it up to her mom and her mom is furious about the idea. She's like not into it and she acts like shocked. I'm like. Look! Look! I'm not. I'm not Lorelai Gilmore's daughter. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Why are you surprised?
1: I mean, Lorelai shouldn't be surprised because this is what happens when you just tell your daughter that she's perfect and can do anything she wants.
0: Right. It's it's stupid. It truly comes across like she, she, she. I think I think is a little more frustrated too that she's going to go into a lot of the romance stuff. Right.
2: No, it's more about like the stuff about leaving her in a bucket or whatever when she was a baby and things like that and she doesn't want those like really tough years and the mistakes that she made as a teenager to be publicized i think that's a big part of
0: it yeah yeah and i guess that's that's true i mean i've had that struggle i've wanted to write things and i'm like i don't know that i want to i mean i'm i'm in a similar situation where i'm like i would like to write a book and i probably will at some point but like I'm also nervous about how much to make it like you know in the in the vein of people that I know because I'm like worried if it'll have repercussions. So like I understand that there's like it's a it's a it's a tightrope to walk but like, she should have maybe, like, sat her down and, like, explained it a little better than just, like, Mom, I'm writing you this mean, book and it's only th- the only thing I can ever do. <laughs> it's
2: like, my God. You mean maybe not spring it on her at the cemetery? <laughs> were they, like, where they're, visiting were the they're looking King? at the gravesite
0: for, like, the first time since the burial? Yeah, that's probably yeah. a little rough. But, um, uh, so they're there with Emily. They got one of, how many gravesites? Was it, like, five or I something? I
2: think it was the fifth one. The fifth one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, they, uh... They're just kind of going at each other for a little bit because Lorelai's not having it. And um, I think Rory is at a place where she's she's always been, where when she finds something she wants to do and someone says no, she's like, well, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> so pretty much, she decides to go go head forward with it. And then um, she's just, I think, just struggling in general that she just finds it hard to be told no. I mean, I wouldn't have a hard time telling Rory... Gilmore, no, but, you know. (laughs) Lorelai is kind of frustrated with her and and vents a little bit and she just lets it go. Um, She thinks that Rory's gonna drop it. Rory goes home and writes three chapters of it and then eventually she presents it to her and says, read it. If you don't like it, I won't do it, but I really need to do this. Kind of gives her an ultimatum. Um, And then Lorelai eventually takes off and does Wild because she's struggling with, among other things, I think the death of Richard... This, there's some stress with the Luke stuff. With the he's now feeling stress from her mother, that he's not.
2: And Sut- and then Sutton Foster makes her cry.
0: Oh my God! And we didn't even get to this, the fucking musical.
1: We should have known everything was wrong with lorelei because she did not enjoy the star Hollow musical.
0: <sighs> Guys, maybe the most divisive opinion me and Latoya are gonna express. Lisa, you're on the I guess the side of good. Uh, But Uh, uh, (laughs) but, uh, we are the devil's advocates. (laughs) We're
2: here to save you. No, here's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Like, it's not a good musical, but it's not supposed to be good. So there you go. But
1: is it really not a good musical? Or is it the best musical?
2: It's really not a good musical. But it's
1: it's impressive.
2: I I think it's entertaining. And I think, like, I think the fact that you have two Tony Award winning Broadway stars in the lead roles, the only roles, really, uh, that like sells it one hundred percent. If you had oh. anybody less than like you know that caliber, it would have been terrible, terrible.
1: Oh, the first time I watched the entire musical, I like I spent most of the time saying, "You both have Tonys."
2: It's not, and they
0: yeah. both were married previously yeah. as well. But like, so, yeah, I find that but whole I, scene. I do think I loved it.
2: I think I think it's fun, but it does between that and then the entire sequence after with them sitting in the circle and talking about it. It all goes on for a really
0: long time. So, in 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 just a brief uh, pre-show discussion, we, me and Latoya discovered we both um, are among, I would say, the severe minority. Um, we both very much enjoyed the musical.
1: <laughs> it was, like... A delight! <laughs> it was my favorite non-Paris, non-Emily Lorelai emotional beat. Well, moment. how about we do it this <laughs> way? The way most
0: people have described it is on par with or the opposite of, which I find mind-boggling, um, I find it to be the the, the one that, the part of it that I liked in comparison to the Life and Death Brigade. I found that oh, to be absolutely unbearable. Fuck them all day. I well, Life and Death Brigade, it.
1: you know, where I literally said out loud, Logan, this is the shit like this is why people hate you. <laughs> yes!
0: Oh. And I was like, the fact that it wasn't a dream sequence, the fact that it was like a real thing where ravens were talking to her. I'm like, did they think like,
1: Ra- I've got questions. Where my brother and I slowly realized that they were just like, doing across the universe beat for beat for some reason yeah. i thought first... and it was the across the universe cover <laughs> Can like... i say i
0: have never seen across the universe but so uh i thought that it was a uh clockwork orange ripoff at first <laughs> and i was like shit's about to get real dark <laughs> real quick it's like oh.
1: basically just a beat for beat ripoff of the across the universe and i'm like i'm listening and i'm like wait is this the across the universe version of the song and i was like this is just the across the universe theme.
2: yeah <laughs>
0: verbatim. I I went back and watched it. I'm like, Jesus, it's exactly the same.
2: As soon as they had already, like, when they were naming everybody that was coming back and they said that all of Logan's useless friends were returning, and I was like, this is gonna be horrible. Who watches the show? I
1: will say, I... I know we're not going to talk about them for too long because we have to go back to the musical, but I will say that when she says Finn, I miss you most of all, I'm like, yeah, Finn's the only one I can really tolerate. Because
0: he's the only one with actual, like, lines. The other ones just I, mean, I like appreciate Finn, bits,
1: how like... we would always forget who Rory is early right. on in their in their friendship. And I, I, like, that's a way to treat Rory Gilmore.
0: Right. <laughs> that's great. Um, but, like... Rory is the
2: Paul of the Life and Death Brigade. No I case. don't know
0: <laughs> why. do we get, like... I, the, see, the Stars Hollow musical, to me, it's it's goofy, it's it's dumb, but it's, like, it's... It's
1: Stars Hollow. It's, like,
0: not that... I'm not it comparing it, because nothing can compare, but it's... Uh, it's it's in the vein of something like a Too Many Cooks or something where it's just like a repetitive joke that just keeps going and I just lo- I loved it. I found it absolutely delightful. I I,
2: I definitely agree that if some if anybody mm-hmm. out there preferred the Life and Death Brigade sequence, that's crazy, right?
1: Write Lisa a letter.
2: A, you can write me a letter along with your defense of Logan Hunts. Oh
0: my God! So you so you can take we'll a talk. take a Snapchat of you burning it live. <laughs> I, I I
2: will I will put my email address, please, maybe
0: on this podcast. <laughs> but so so I think that that's one of those things. Where where I think the Star's Hall musical is probably the, one of the more divisive things. I get why people don't like it. It totally makes sense to me. It's just not for everybody. And there, it definitely went on a little long. I I think it. I was like, wow, I can't believe how long this is. Like, they're full songs. I was pretty amazed that they were letting them do it that long. But, like, that I found to be funny. It, it was actually better if you're watching it. I watched it with a group at one point, like my, my family. It was, like, me and my sister and my mom and, and everybody. So, like... That was well received in that group. And even then it did kind of drag at points. I'm like, this is just keeps going. <laughs> but like everyone was laughing, yeah. and they were having a, it was uh, clapping. I think it goes quicker if you're watching it in like a group standing like that. But yeah, I think
1: I was as I was telling you guys before, uh, so I was watching all these episodes with my brother, we watched that scene, loved it. Watched the episode, then went back and watched the scene again. It's and we've watched We've watched the scene like four or five times. And I like I Maybe-
0: I haven't memorized like, the, the star stars yes. hollow like that the, is the choreography so good. Is, I like, Maybe that's my problem. All day every day. I'm, I'm a
2: loner and it <laughs> I watched it alone.
0: Oh god. Well, I watched it alone the first time. I, I watched it in a group the second time, just that part. But um, it is one of those things where I think I get why people. I think I understand why it's being. You know, lampooned by some people, but I, the fact that they're they're making that one the bad bad scene versus fucking whatever the hell Life and Death Brigade was that was
2: but truly I mean, terrible. You have to, Christian Borel and Sutton Foster could win Tonys for that musical. They were so good. <laughs> oh my god, they could. It's ridiculous. I'll give them Tony's.
0: It's so fantastic, like, and I and love then, the scene the- afterwards where Sutton Foster is like chain smoking and furious. And I love it because it it's Well no ugh, I loved it. Uh, well that's after the the
1: glowing praise for the performance from everyone so oh, hollow it. but Laura. I, I loved it.
0: I found that so funny. Babette loves it so much. And I, she has so many zingers. I loved she it. She 20, had
2: 26 zingers or something like that. And I
0: think, I think that there's a huge disconnect for some people where they're like but why do we get all that? Because I think it was just, it's meant to be funny. I found it funny. But like, I think also it helps you understand that, that Lorelai is 100% like off the track at this point. Like she feels completely disconnected with everybody.
1: Yeah, because original like show, Lorelai would have like been so amused by that. Yeah, she would have been laughing the whole time.
0: And she was kind of laughing trying
1: during... to like hide her laughter basically but she would have she would have adored it and would have wanted more because of how nonsensical it was this is right.
0: the same show i mean the the kirk short film was in the same episode like if people are okay with the kirk short film those are pretty long too mm. that one was a very i will long say one. the
1: kirk sh- it's a good sequel to his original short film but yes. the first
0: one i mean is, that's is unbeatable art. i mean I'll, that's that's gotta be one of the funniest random bits in the tv show i've ever seen I when think, i was younger I think it was so left field
2: the first Cork Kork- <laughs> Kork- is much Kork- better Kork- I can't even say Never it a stroke, yeah. but, the, no. <laughs> but the second one I loved it so much because it reminded me of shit that we did when we were kids and trying to make movies <laughs> where you just had stuff like happening in the background and you were like still filming and you're like shit we turn, my, we're to turn the camera my favorite like part
0: like, is when the pig. it was pigs just so
2: haphazard I love the pig just together.
0: running out it's like out classic the classic
1: run Joey run video from Glee yes. Yes. yes
0: yeah there you go and, and, and the pig running out into the shot is like my favorite fucking thing <laughs> Because yeah. it's like he couldn't even control the pig. Like, what were we doing? What were you? We, this is the point of all that. It's just delightful, and um, yeah. So the the, the stars hall musical. I understand people dislike. I understand the hate. I still loved it. I would still watch it again. I probably will watch it again later today. Um, but so
2: they're
1: brother and sister, and it's not illegal. So, so
0: good, <laughs> so good. By the time not the yet. Hamilton stuff started, I was just, I was all about. I do it. have to
2: say. When they came out for the curtain call singing Waterloo, oh my god! Oh, I'm so
0: good. (laughs) That was like one of those things. Like I, I think when we were watching that as a group, my mom literally said, "What's happening? Why is Abba playing?" (laughs) Because I love when she stands up and starts trying to already riff on it, and it's not even over yet, and she's like, oh my god! It's so good! I found that so funny, but I know that's just not everybody's sensibility. I think it does, it definitely does jar with the rest of the show a little bit, I'll give it that, because this is not always the kind of show that does quite that insane level of quirk. It usually is a little more contained. It's just a sh- short film. It's not a full musical. I
1: compare, like, a more understated version of it, like, from season one, was when they're doing their the various interpretations of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. That's kind of like it, but that's, like, more a background well, thing. Are we...
0: just... People forget this show also included a, uh, a, a, a version of Fiddler on the Roof where Kurt yes. played <laughs> yeah. the yeah. mother gonna... to, like, a seven-year-old child. Yeah. So, like like or uh
2: it made me think of the uh, the Stars Hollow diorama yes. that they did. Yes. It's
0: a whole yeah. episode yeah. about it. Or the or the dance off. Like that is also a full episode of this this dancing as as a uh, 1950s style. Like it's right. this show does a lot of like big like big gigantic ideas and like set pieces, but I think this one just is hard for some people because it was because less Because it wasn't
1: a background thing. It's like let's just show it all right now. Yeah, I
0: definitely think it should have been edited a little more, maybe be quicker cuts. I like a little bit quicker when it comes to like goofiness like that, but I enjoyed it. I found it f- very funny. I think I think this ep- this show show in general could could have done with some editing but that's a Netflix problem it's not really so much the, the um the producer problem i think that's they don't really get told a lot of notes i don't think on netflix because that's a problem i've had with yeah. other netflix shows where they don't know because they're not getting a ton of network notes, so they don't really get... Not that I like network notes at... every time, but, like, it's it certainly... Oh, Maura,
1: so you love network notes. That, you're that person. Network
0: <laughs> notes like, BFFs, guys. But, like, it's just... It, it helps to have somebody, like, look at it from the point of view before an audience sees it, because I don't know that they're doing a ton of audience screening for this. Who knows, though? I don't know. But, so, anyway, so the, the, the Star of musical is a, a, a rounding success. Everyone else loves it. I love Taylor trying to get out of there. Like, Taylor, so desperate for their, their help, and then the minute they're done, he's basically like, I'm out the door. Everyone loves it. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> like, yeah. this is the version of, of life that Taylor wants to live every day. Like, everyone loves <laughs> his his work. Like, there are so many little bits there. Like, the part where he, like, was secretly, like, oh, my God. Where he was secretly, like, uh, his mentor was, um, oh, what's his name? Ed, um oh my god, Edward Albee. Edward Albee. And, like, yeah. it's, like, little things like that where you're, like, at first it's, like, what are they introducing this backstory where, like, Taylor was a like famous like playwright in New York and he moved to Starzallo? And it's, like, nope. And it's, like, nope. <laughs> he yep. literally just left a, scre- a script on, on Edward Albee's, like, like, diner table. <laughs> I'm
1: like, wh- and then yeah. it explains why like the opening, like, it's scene brilliant. is just ripping off over the of frame of Virginia Woolf. It's so Because good. the wound is still fresh
0: for him. And also, yeah. just, like, I love that scene because it makes no sense in comparison to the rest of the musical and that's the best part to me. Like the fact that it cuts from that to this happy musical is truly like all hey, I needed in the musical itself. That alone was enough yes. for me. So I would sit there and watch and his the music. idea of
1: having time. a good musical is just like doing every good musical and play that exists, which is why we get the Hamilton beat <laughs> as Hamilton well. Hamilton
0: interlude, Yeah. I loved it. And so um I, w- I only wish that there was someone else there who didn't like it with Lorelai, so they could have torn it to shreds together. That would have been delightful. But how
1: could you dislike it when it's just so perfect?
0: <laughs> how could it get more I perfect? <laughs> I <laughs> uh, love that. So good. But so, um so yeah, so that's that's um that was the musical. And then uh, after the musical, uh, Rory, that's when she first realizes the Starz Hall Gazette's not going to have someone to cover it. She starts the, 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 the Gazette. Um, Lorelai is kind of, like hitting her her valley i would say whereas as rory is uh, already in and she kind of also is feeling pretty glum um i think the scene the the reason why the musical is important is because it, it lets you into this sense of like it lulls you into this sense of like you know complacency with like this is ridiculous and stupid so when mm-hmm. sutton foster comes back and she's amazing and she sings that beautiful song if not na- um now or never it's
2: um never, never now, or now,
0: or now it's 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 easy for us to all say, like, obviously this is what was going to happen, but, like, my mom watching that has no idea. She said, isn't that the woman from Younger? So, like, she's not going to see, like, oh, she's an amazing Broadway singer. It w- it was flooring to watch her sing that song. It, it was had everybody in tears because it it has a more powerful effect, I think. Obviously, you could just do a quick little goofy thing and then cut to that song. But I think the length of the musical helps make it feel even more, less likely to happen. Like, it makes it feel more of a blindside for her to become mm-hmm. this intimate singing, like... It's beautiful, I mean, and I love them...
1: She was Kinky Boots, that's about I <laughs> And I us. love
0: them all saying, this is a cut. Like, that was perfect, because it was just... And they're cry. like, I, it was just beautiful. I think that, I think that was one of the better... Th- this show does a lot of that kind of, like, you know intense moments to, to the camera it's very a, well emotional catharsis and i love there's a lot of lorelei looking at camera because they do that a lot where like she'll have a, a long look while someone does something off screen and she's reacting to it it's very mm-hmm. common it happened when luke proposed it happened when he she sang to him it happened when rory uh, broke up with her eventually and like left it happens to her at the the, the wedding when the, when richard and emily renew their vows it happens a lot. That's a very common thing because because Laure- Lauren Graham is so amazing at doing like wonders. She could just stare at the camera and just give an entire like dial like a monologue's worth of looks in just her face. Like she's so good, and that scene I think is so intense because it's like even though all it is is just that is just Sutton Foster singing, you you see it all. You see her entire ten years before the show came back running through her face during that scene. It's beautiful, and so um she she. Runs off to California to um, do Wild, uh, the book, not the movie. Uh,
2: and so she... Very important distinction.
0: Yes. And she... That, that stuff, I think, was actually very funny, but it also did feel a little bit... Like, you could have edited that down maybe a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so she she goes off, goes trying to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, um, like Reese Witherspoon did in Wild, or in the book. Um, and so she...
1: Like Reese Witherspoon did in the book Wild. Yes, the
0: book Wild, <laughs> you know one starring Chris um, That had two of the better cameos, I think, too, Jason Ritter and Peter Krause. I, Peter Krause, I was, like, I, I love Jason Ritter, too. He did great. But, like, the Peter Krause scene is just such a testament to how good of an actor he is. Because, like, obviously the whole thing is, like, you know, haha, they're dating their partners, whatever. But, like he's a full character. Like, that character is, like, a person. Like, I believe that person exists. I can't, like, I Like, I
1: want him to live in Star Hollow. Right! Like, yeah.
0: I couldn't handle in the Stars, fact Stars that, Hollow. like, he had literally, like, ten lines of dialogue, maybe? And he had a character I, more fleshed out than, like,
2: any of an Logan's friends.
0: Peter,
2: <laughs> I saw an interview with Peter Krause after the fact that he said the hardest part for him was trying to pretend that he wasn't charmed by Lorelei. And I was like, "That's really what sweet. good acting. Because,
0: what good acting?
2: Yeah, I was like he had to just pretend that he just did not give a shit about her and her issues." Oh. And I was like, it was that's so well
0: fascinating. It. Like he that, that whole thing was like a beautiful character piece, and he, all he did was just basically respond to her questions. It's amazing." Well, but yeah. So
1: we get Lauren. So we got Lauren Graham's real life, you know, lover mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, her best love interest on Parenthood. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. Oh, what? Because Jason Rear what? and she should have been together wait, on Parenthood. Wait, what, yeah. Who are you, Ray Romano? Oh, My Romano wasn't yeah. here. I was
0: like, "What are you talking about?" It was Jason. Rear- you
1: ray romano fuck you um
0: <laughs> uh, <but> yes <laughs> the worst
1: thing that ever happened to parenthood is that it realized that ray romano would keep coming back and, and they're like well we got ray romano we have to keep using him and then they did
0: you mean like the, the uh... producers of men of a certain age <laughs> didn't have anything else to do no they didn't <laughs> oh geez. it was like
1: one of those things like well we have ray romano and he is kind of a big deal so we should probably like just write him individual stories like no, you should not do oh that, God. because who cares okay. about his character? Parenthood tangent. I'm sorry.
0: But so, anyway, so they, they show up. They're the, the park rangers. It's it's adorable. But Lorelai eventually kind of, I wouldn't say flakes, although she could have just gone and found the permit, but she didn't want she to She didn't that. have a permit. <laughs> no, she did. She had one in the first scene.
2: Yeah, but yes, she but didn't. it was, like, in her bag,
1: and she was, if she went up and tried to get out of her bag, I mean, then everything was going, going to go to hell. But why in not just basket? do that? Like,
0: fucking, my God, let's be an adult.
1: Because then she has to put everything back in the bag. Or just keep
0: your permit out like a normal human <laughs> <laughs>
2: being. He's not idea a normal human of, being. Have you yeah, watched the show? The idea of Laura, like Gilmore, hiking the Pacific Crest Trail is something that you just were like, "That's not." going
0: Oh, happen. of course not. It's Laura. Of course life. not. It's not. But I love, I love the scenes hide. of her with the with the with the bag. The, there was such physical comedy, and I just I was all about it. Like I've I've been that person where you're trying to do stuff and you're just like, "Let me take a break and watch and Snapped for thirty minutes, and then I'll fall yeah. asleep on my bag with Skittle on my head." But so she's she's um. Trying to find herself. So earlier in the last episode, she tells Luke, look, look, I gotta go. Um, I love in this episode, this is where, so Jess has come back before. This is also the episode where Jess shows back up to talk to Luke about it. Um, he shows up at the diner and he's like, Hey, um, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? You're clearly upset. And I love the whole fact that like forgetful Luke in this moment where old Jess would have probably just taken it and walked away and been like, you know what? you're forgetful. I'm going to use this out and leave while you're not paying attention. Hmm. Whereas he notices Luke's forgetting stuff and he's concerned. So he actually is like, Hey, what's wrong? Instead of just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the old Jess would have used that as an opportunity to like sneak off. I guess maybe partly because he's a child, but like, you know, it was just, it was nice to see him like confront that as the problem and not the, Oh, oh, um, I love
1: this discussion. We're kind of just glossing over the, the whole Liz and TJ thing in general. And I'm, I'm saying we don't see them. Why but... are they
0: in
2: this series? I hated it. <laughs> I hate that we
1: not see them in their vegetable cult. They
2: join a vegetable cult. Because,
1: of course, great. they did.
2: I love
0: that even off screen, they're fantastic. Even if nothing, they didn't, they weren't even acting. But I can picture
2: all that happening they, in my head. And they accidentally so it works out well. a vegetable cult, which is even better <laughs> than, they, than just joining a vegetable
1: cult. Well, like, when they start saying, I'm like, they try, it, it. it's a co-op, right? And then they explain it.
0: like They thought it was a co-op. And then it turned yeah. out to be a vegetable cult. I love it so much. And so, um, so Luke is like bereft because has left and Jess is in town to try and
2: confront them about the vegetable cult. And... They're supposed to take them out of the vegetable cult, but then the vet but Liz and TJ are too weird for the vegetable And they got kicked out. Kick
0: which out. I find perfect. Yeah. And so Jesse Justin- He just
1: probably just kept saying escrow Escaro. over and over Escaro. again until so they let him out.
0: Yeah. Escarol. <laughs> Escarol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys! Uh, shut up. <gasps> oh, no. I quit the podcast.
0: <laughs> so uh so he he comes in to try and like get Luke to be on board with that, and Luke is just basically like a zombie walking around, and he's accidentally in this zombie hood given somebody the Wi-Fi password so it's I loved this element it was brilliant like I you forget about why it's different at Luke's versus like Starbucks and then you see a scene like this and you're like oh this is what's different people are talking all the time (laughs) they're not other phones they're not on their computers they're just talking most of the time whereas in this scene you see it's like basically a Starbucks it turns into a Starbucks everyone's silently like tapping away at their laptops and watching, like, episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> but so he's he, he's kind of zoned out because Lorelai's left and he's upset. He's worried the red flags are there. And Jess sits down with them and says, like, so what's wrong? You're, you're obviously, like, not paying attention. You're, like, fucking up at work. I'm pulling you aside. Talk to me. What's wrong? He explains what's going on. And Jess, honestly, while he's supportive, it's so, in, it's so instructive to how Jess is developed as a character. I respect the fact that, like, at least this part of the series, even though he's only in, like, three scenes has done more to try and explain the progress he's made, because you kind of see him, like, the, the breadcrumbs are there. Like, he, he mentions the fact that, like, communication problems? Never experienced that myself. Like, that's he's joking, obviously. So it's like, you, you kind of see where he's had to confront some stuff, maybe with his self-help tapes or just, you know, being an adult Maybe now. he
1: went to a therapist, and why aren't we seeing that?
0: Right, exactly. That's probably also very likely. I mean, if he moved to California for any period of time when he was living with Jimmy there, I would wager that it's possible someone said you should go to therapy because I'm sure that's a very common thing on the West Coast.
1: (laughs) You know Sherilyn Fenn was telling him to go to therapy. Right.
0: And that would be and the joke of it being like oh you're on the West Coast you're going to go to therapy whatever Guess what? It's good for him. Good, good idea. It's successful. He's a better human being for it. So everybody, go get therapy. But so he, he. Um, I if he would think
1: just decided, just went to therapy. I mean, so everyone it, go. He certainly has now. The,
0: the the talking thing better than he ever did in the past. I mean, the fact that he's even it's, able to like recognize the fact that Luke is being forgetful is better than it used to be. He would have probably been
2: the self help. The self help books are canon. Though. Oh yeah, the therapy yeah. is just speculation. No, I actually
1: want like a secret revelation. Uh, if we do get more episodes that just can't be with Rory because he's actually dating the therapist.
0: Oh my God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, nothing serious, but I'm dating my therapist. But so he, he, I love it. Cause in this scene, you see, he's honest about what his reaction is to hearing about Lorelai stuff, but he's still supportive. So he says like, look, I'm only hearing <clears throat> headlines, but it sounds like maybe she's just, you know, trying to blow off some steam, that kind of stuff. And Luke is like, sounds like, you know, she's going, she's going, she sounds, sounds like she's leaving me. And he's like, well, yeah. And he's true. He's like, you know what? You're probably right, but let's try and be positive about it. And it's like... Well, to
1: Luke, the first side of that was that she wants him to sleep with other women, obviously.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Jess is... I mean, it's such a mature... Like, nobody... I mean, it's. I, I, bring, back, I bring back to the fact that, like, rarely do people in the show communicate this intelligently. Like, not that the, uh, they're all smart people, but it's just... The show is a series of poor communication gaffes, one after the other after the other. In fact, that's 90% of what the problem with Lorelai, uh, Emily, and Richard was the whole live. Like, it was just constantly bad at communicating and actually explaining what your point of view is. And I think Jess is helpful here because he's kind of cutting through the bullshit and saying, like, you know, I think that you're probably right, but it's important for you to keep going on and and make the best of a bad situation. And I think Luke respects him for it and says thanks, you know, whatever. Um, and then, uh, Luke eventually, you know, gets a little bit back together. Lorelai gets through the emotional stuff with Emily, tells her about a memory that she didn't bring up during that, um, after funeral scene. It's very, very moving. I think that's probably one of the better scenes. Lauren Graham, that Emmy. Yes. And. Yeah, seriously. Truly one of the better scenes of, of the series, even, I would say. And, um,. Emily finds some peace from it too. Um, she eventually decides to move to, move to Nantucket, uh, sell the house because she can't live there anymore, um, and she becomes a docent at a whaling museum, which I hope exists because I want to go visit there. <laughs> um, but if it doesn't, it's still it's perfect for Emily. I love the idea of her just going there and and it's a volunteer position, so she's not getting paid, and I feel like that's very very important. Like I think that that speaks volumes. It's Like that she's finally doing something that she's not doing for money and, um, respectability. Yeah, she, le-
2: she leaves the DAR, it's
0: all, like... Oh, we breezed bullshit. over that. It's all bullshit. I they, love that. Yeah, There's There's a series of scenes where Emily eventually gets more and more, um, uh, I would just, I don't know how to describe it, just kind of fed, fed up. up. Yeah. Fed up. Like, just d- disillusioned with the whole DAR concept, and just quits, more or less? She kind of calls bullshit on the situation. Um, literally calls bullshit. Literally calls says calls bullshit, Because yeah. we love seeing Kelly Bishop swear. And honestly, as as, rude as as she's being, she's actually being honest. So that's the truth. That's why she's, she's sick of lying. She's sick of this game that they're playing. And, um, everyone's like, that's not how this is done. And she's like, I'm done. She she just like walks out of the room, um, grabs a little, like a pastry. I love it. And then, um, uh, moves to Nantucket. She's like, fuck it all. And just lives in Nantucket with her, with her, um, with Ray Wise, the the friend of Richard's (laughs) and, um, I guess he's gonna come back and forth. I don't even know what the situation. Well, and her, uh, uh, no, maid I think I think it's pretty
2: much. I think the Ray Wise thing is kind of like done. I think so
0: too, but I mean, I mean, maybe she's keeping it open. Like
2: I don't know. Cause he's like, I'm going back to the city, and she's like, All right, bye. I love that because he's
0: like, <laughs> so- he's like, Don't be too broken up about. It. She's like, What? Oh yeah, get your bag. like <laughs> you can care <laughs> yeah. less. And she just has a great like um cup, glass of wine as the as the series is closing. And um, on the flip side, uh, Laura, Lorelai, and Luke decide to get married because they've been putting it off so long. Um, Lu- Luke um, is. <clears throat> devastated when she comes back he's like i'll do whatever it takes to not lose you and she's like
1: after he, he has made paul anka a full steak by the I way i loved
0: that scene right. it's so goofy but i him love and it
2: paul anka it's so cute the scene with him and paul anka it. when he's like i'm not gonna blow on it to make it cooler you can have it faster and then he well, still blows okay, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: on I it I will, but, so i'm pretty sweet. sure
1: the scene yeah. gave chewy ideas like why don't you guys give me steak
0: so sweet
2: right. And so,
0: um, eventually they they decide to elope before the. In fact, I actually, ironically, I was thinking that before they actually got married, I'm like, this should just elope. They're already basically married before I knew the Common Law thing. But... I did
1: appreciate that, like, it. They made it clear they were going to elope and then have like the wedding for, for everyone else. else the next day. That was because nice. It'd be such a Lorelei thing to just elope and then not tell anyone that, and not even have a ceremony, and then like make her mom piss at her. I all was sad again.
0: that I was sad that Jess wasn't at the ceremony. I think that would have been nice, but I get why they had him not there because they wanted that that scene well we'll get to that in a second so um jess um shows up to the house afterwards while they're getting ready uh luke is trying on his tux and stuff Uh, or that's not tux i guess it's a suit but you know a nice suit and he's giving him shit for it it's very sweet um and kirk shows up uh, says that he ruined things which of course is like kirk speak for i made everything beautiful you could already tell the minute he showed up and i'm like all right well kirk obviously did something insane and it's gonna be beautiful but i didn't you know i wasn't sure until it was there but it was and then...
2: And apparently Kirk, Kirk regularly vomits in Lorelei's upstairs bathroom.
0: Love that. Because it's easier <laughs> on his knees. Great it's, story. Th- it's way easier on his knees than the downstairs one. Yeah. But
1: um Okay, I just remembered the part in his movie where he had filmed in her front yard, and she, <laughs> she was—oh my god!
0: And exactly she was just walking like, through with like it looks like a cable guy. Oh my that's, god, it's like my favorite. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying about the the, the guerrilla filmmaking of Kirk's short film is so like what we did as kids, where you just people would be in the background. That you <laughs> did know, you also not notice in film? that
0: same scene in the background, Babette and Maury have brought a full grill into the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Lorelei's like, that's me. That's my house. No, and that scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when,
0: they're, when, they're sh- when they shoot Kirk in her house, she walks by with, like, it looks like either like the repair, like an oil repair guy or like a yeah. cable guy, and she's just showing him where to put the wires. and like, the, the best part it is, it's not like she sees the camera and's like, what the hell are you doing? She just doesn't even know it was ever filmed and he runs off. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. But, yeah, so, um, so Kirk is very sweet. He has like his, his his big full circle thing where Kirk is very sweet, um, builds up the town square it's harvest festival so he makes it like extra special for their wedding it's beautiful i mean i don't know how much of that was already there but it's truly amazing if not kirk should go into a career of decorating it's, it's, it's truly like amazing. wow kirk
1: is actually good at something why isn't he doing this right?
0: well so she, they show up at the, at the town square at the end of the episodes um they have this like kind of like goofy but sweet um like montage of everybody just dancing. It is around. also
1: the opposite of the Life and Death Brigade scene. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm clear. Yes. We glossed over that for a reason, guys. We're not going back to that <laughs> any longer than we need to.
2: Yeah, like, in summary, the Life and Death Brigade show up, act like idiots, and Rory and Logan have one last bang to say goodbye. Yes. See
0: and, well, in, in between, Dean has also showed up as well. In, in, in doses. And he's
1: barely married again, and he has three children. Yes, and
0: that's, that's all you need yeah. to do and know. And he looks really good. Just confirming what we already he knew. Okay. But, um... he uh uh they all get they get married she gets married uh Lorelai and Luke get married at the um in the gazebo which is very sweet and then um that's it that's just basically it there is um there's one little thing (laughs) at
1: the end oh wait wait, no there's nothing at the end what are you talking about well it's
0: like minor that's it it, the end but so uh uh
2: okay but here's my question (coughs) before we get to that did did any of us like, really care that much about the final four words, because I felt like I No, know. I never cared
1: about the final four That's words. That's probably why I like them. Par-
2: I, think, I think part of it is I knew it would be something that would be disappointing or stupid. And I think I know that from so many years of watching TV, and usually when they hype something up, like, wait till the last 30 seconds of this finale, it's always something that you're like, fuck this. And it, I, it's like...
1: I mean, the only time in recent memory that, like, that was... Like a legit thing that made sense was when Viola Davis like ripped off her wig in uh, How to Get Away with Murder first season. Yeah, that was basically well,
2: it. By, if they hype up anything Viola Davis does, it's probably awesome. So, but you know, I
1: mean, the in cool. a while. The struggle with
0: the four the struggle with the four words thing is I don't think it was ever supposed to be that big a deal, but people made it into a big deal. Like they they mention it in an interview once or twice here. And then it became, like, this thing where everyone was, like, kept asking them about it. Was, it yeah, and then it became, was, like, this
1: big... Amy was ousted, you Yeah, know? and I think,
0: that, I think that the funnel for words was, like, kind of something that she probably mentioned, like, offhanded, like, in one interview. And then they just kept bringing it up. But it's, like, right. the, the Streisand effect is when everyone talks about this thing, of course she's going to mention it. But it's, like, it's almost, like, not giving those words. It becomes way more powerful because she wouldn't share them. Because, uh, yes. technically, she didn't even know she's ever going to make the show again. So I see why she didn't want to share them.
2: Oh weirdly enough, the last four words were not, I'm gay for Paris, whatever. <laughs> well, the final four words... It was... didn't even have to
1: be from Rory, it could have been from Lorelai. We, yeah, we
0: didn't even know who it was going to be from. Honestly, it could go either way. And so, and at the gazebo the next morning, before they get married, um, Lorelai and, and Rory are sitting there, and Rory's, like, you know, looking out over All-Stars Hollow with, with Lorelai, and they're just kind of reminiscing about the fact that, like, that all just went down and isn't it great that they're married? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, Rory in the final four words reveals that she is pregnant to her mother. It's it's mom. Yeah, I'm pregnant, and it's it's debatable. I think a lot of people don't like it. I find it just fine. I think it makes total sense. I assume.
1: I feel like I kind of assume those would be along the lines of the the final well, four words back in the day. Anyway, the trouble
0: is, it was actually the most common. Like everyone thought that's going to be it. The problem was going to be originally. Thank God that didn't go this route. Was mom? I'm pregnant or no? the final fours would be like mom like rory to, to lorelei mom or sorry no god like, like, you can edit that yes, out I can. so everyone thought it was going to be rory to to lorelei i'm pregnant and then lorelei to rory me too or vice versa like that would have been Woo? terrible
1: <laughs> like that but like with scooby-doo music this
0: i thought was yeah. not only telegraphed in the parts with the surrogacy i thought that was very clear that something was going to happen um, the fact that they wanted a child but they didn't have a child, and he was open to the idea of raising one, but he didn't want to have one. A fresh
1: is, is fresh child. What he fresh calls child. It? A fresh
0: yes. child. Fresh child. <laughs> that is such a Luke way to describe it, like fresh fruit or something. <laughs> Just a fresh child. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I dropped this pancake on the floor. I need a new one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but. So, uh, yeah, I understand why people don't like it. It's definitely a little, a little, um, uh, saccharine. I would say it's probably a little more wholesome than people anticipated, but I get it. I think that this is full circle. That's the whole point of this series right now, is this this is the four episodes. It's a full year. It's the seasons change. Everything happens again. And I think that's kind of what they're going for with that. I mean, it's it's diluting it down to the extreme. It's not going to be a verbatim reliving of her mother's life, but... It's certainly trying to... Because
1: in theory, she should be more mature at 32. Of
0: course. And that's... Well, like, that's my... My thoughts is, like, so is is her child gonna have a daughter at 64? (laughs) Like, like... (laughs) Because that's where we're at right now. But, like, like, I... I'm... I'm interested in the idea there could be other episodes because I I see how this can almost open the door to that. It's like a Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World situation. But, um... I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's probably something that's gonna happen in her life that'll probably become her full, that is now going to be her job. That's her full career circle is to write the book. And that's her realizing her life's goal is to, to, to raise a child the way that her mother raised her. Um, not everybody finds that as, as rewarding um, a, an ending for some people. I think people didn't want her, they want more concerned with her, her romantic life, I think than this, but like I said, I think that's her choice is that she's gonna devote her life to, to the child instead of any of the three men.
2: Her well, I think that that was the whole setup with the, her one scene with Christopher was Oh, of her course. Talking to him about him not being there and Lorelai doing it on her own and was it better, blah blah blah. And it's Rory kind of saying, Okay, this is gonna happen to me. I know Logan is not gonna be involved. So Well he'll I,
0: try I he'll try to involved. be the way Le- Christopher might have tried to be. But he'll probably I think he'd try sleep. more
1: than Christopher would have. Probably because, because they're thirty-two now. at least. Yeah,
0: I I agree, but I also think that um, this is one of those things where it's gonna. It depends on the first couple of years to set the precedent on how they're gonna be raising the child together. Mm-hmm. So if she treats it depends
1: it, on how Mitchum Huntsberger oh feels. God. That's
0: a whole other. Oh, that alone boy. is like my God, it's gonna be an heiress. But like um, I think that it's one of those things where I don't foresee this being something that if they do revisit it, is not like be 100% point of the show. It becomes whether or well, not Alexis Bledel would just mm-hmm. want to do more. I could not see this being more of a setup honestly. I think it's, it's a perfect setup for more but at the same time I think it's also a incredibly succinct ending to it. So it's very it's ironic because it's actually like the embodiment of the theme of the show where it's you know yeah. um, life and death full circle all that stuff it kind of it's both it's like schrodinger's cat it's like both the perfect ending and the perfect beginning that's the whole point i guess is because that's where the show begins but
1: i do see uh the the argument i like in terms of uh, the ending problem is just that gilmore girls is like obviously we talked about wb and how conservative it could be at times it's like gilmore girls was so anti not anti but abortion never comes up or into like the conversation at all.
0: and I mean, even, they are in somewhat of a small town, but it's still Connecticut. It's definitely on the table. So I, I don't know why they never really brought that up either.
1: Abortion or, like, adoption after giving birth, which if you don't want to do that. Like, it's just, well, now I have this kid, even, like, based on an accident. You know, obviously, Lane and Zach and their kids are happy here, but, like, who doesn't want more for Lane Kim? Right,
2: right. There's so many people having babies, like, you know, Dean has 57 children now, and Lane has her (laughs) twins, and Paris has her kids, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I
0: understand it. I mean, it's it's a complicated issue for them to broach without becoming very um, uh, non-family oriented, which is not kind of what they were going for, but I think it would have fit. I think think if any show could have broached it well, it would have probably been this one.
2: I I do think that it's better that these four words came at 32 for Rory than say 22, uh, as it would have been when the show ended originally. Oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah. If Amy If Amy Palladino had kept the show going for another year and had stayed on the show, and Rory's getting pregnant as soon as she graduates college, you know, that's not good. No,
0: <laughs> no, and it, I think that the they 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 smooth past that because I guess maybe because she's 32. And she's also writing this story about her mother, so you're kind of understanding that she's kind of. She understands where her mother came from, and she's understanding the idea of raising a child alone and the strength that it's going to bring her. Um, and it's, a, it's, an, it's an intense thing. It's a full time job, it's a full time like career choice in its own life. Like, you could do both, you could do whatever, but it's still certainly not going to be something that she could just do and then continue to do everything she's been doing before. Um, and she's not going to be living the same life she was living before, basically. And she's kind of trying to understand if she's not, if something she wants to do. Um, And I think it's ironic; it's actually very similar to her her career. Is that, like she is treating the child almost sort of similar, where it's like, do I want this? Like, is this what I want? Because if I'm going to commit to it, it's the it's the only thing I'm going to do. And I think for the first time in her whole life, she's having to make a decision to stay still and commit I see. to something. That's part
1: of why I don't want a continuation, even though I totally want a continuation. Agreed. Because you know Rory's still going to, like, have it all because she's the best at everything, Laura,
0: It's it, it's the struggle because Lorelai is so good at everything she does, but we didn't see her struggle as much to get there. So.
1: Like, we didn't see her put Rory in a bucket. Right. Which I wish we could have. And that wouldn't have been. Sometimes you gotta put Rory in a bucket. She's not the same
0: character. Put her in a bucket now. Like, she's the character exactly. now, there's this warts and all. I like that. But, like. Having to watch it happen is going to be very different for having to, you know, that's why shows with, like, you know, early parenthood stuff is always a little harder to, unless you've been a parent. I mean, I haven't, so I'm not, it's harder for me to relate to, whereas someone who's, like, past that point, it's easier to relate because it's just, like, a problem they had in the past. It's not something that's their, their current, like existence because technically you don't know if it's ever going to get better we know for Lorelai it did Rory she could be a bad parent and just stay a bad parent the whole time like it's possible and then stopping it from happening um but yeah so so that's that's the finale of it um I think it's interesting because it definitely opens up the idea that um well we can get right into it if you want to go to the guys first or do you want to do last what's better Hey. I'll do
1: whatever you want to do. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> Where you lead, I will follow. Da,
0: da, 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 da. But okay, I would say let's let's jump into the other people first, and we'll we'll close on that because I think it's probably the most interesting point to make is her and her love life. So 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 jumping right back into the other stuff, we're gonna just talk really quickly about there's I think maybe four major relationships on here. So first up, I would say in terms of smaller characters would be the the um, Paris and Doyle breaking up. Um, they had the two kids. He moved to California. Um, They're getting back together. they are probably like, getting back together. Come on. Um, on. She <laughs> seems to be, like, thirsty for Tristan, though, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen.
2: Um, He's yeah, always
1: been thirsty for I Tristan. I think that's
2: just one of those things that, like, I, I think a lot of people have that from something where you, you really wanted when you were younger, and it still, like, fucks you up in the head. Yeah. And so just seeing him kind of triggered that insecurity in her. So I don't think it's... Any kind of thing past that, it just was like this moment of insecurity for her. And I think Doyle and Paris—they were like an off and on again thing for a little bit on the show originally. They kind of broke up a little bit right. and fought all the time. And so I, I kind of feel like I would love it if you ever revisited these characters thirty years from now that they've just been like married and divorced seven times yeah. by then. Or something. I could have done with like I think it would make perfect sense. I
0: could have done with way more of them though. I think Paris got the show oh, so yeah. after
2: that because you actually
0: see Doyle. I think after Paris. I think Paris... Yeah, just but it's, kind of... just,
2: it's just like one scene where he calls because he gives yeah, Rory but it's, a movie review. I love That was great, too. So,
0: but, like, there's really not a ton for her to do. I get why they didn't have her in more because she's kind of just sort of living her life I mean, and, you know, being successful, again, she, but, you know...
1: these are busy actors. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I understand that point of view, but it's... its That was... Oh, I wish I had seen more of her. Uh, or at least given her some kind of closure. Um, uh, secondly from them, I would say maybe Emily Richard. Um, Richard, there was a very devastating scene i think one of the best scenes of the the, uh, ironically with rory um in this in this miniseries where she goes through the house and like she's remembering moments from the series and when she opens the door and there's like a hologram version of richard at his desk i burst into tears like that is truly upsetting to watch because he i mean edward herman did pass away um suddenly
2: i think um i think with richard it was He was the presence that, he kind of just loomed over this whole revival, and it was really perfect the way they had it affect everyone. Yeah, little, little
0: things it affected them.
2: I think it's really fitting for Richard the way he was in the seven seasons of the show, too, because he was sort of, he wasn't perfect, he had his flaws, he wasn't always, you know, did the bright thing, but he was like the character that was kind of the touchstone for all three of the women. And it was like, even when when Lorelai was mad at Emily, she was still talking to her dad. Yeah. You know, so it was like these kind of moments that Richard was like the center. He was
0: the bridge. Camp. Yeah. He was the one that yeah. got her at least to, you know, talk. Even if the blow ups they had together were actually even worse than the one she's had with Emily.
2: Yeah. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like seeing how now these these three are going to cope and get along when they don't have that amazing presence of Richard.
0: And um and I think that like the the stuff with um uh with uh Lorelai and Luke was also interesting, because now Luke is technically the patriarch of the family. Well, I mean, it's different because it's obviously a very female-driven show, and it's Emily is in charge of everything, no matter what, but <laughs> she treats him a little differently, too, now this round. I mean, it's been ten years, so she's obviously seen that he's st- he stuck around, but, like, it, she treats him a little differently than she did in the past, where she kind of understands where he's coming from. She gives him a little bit of a short shrift when they're doing the the, the franchising bit, but she's very respectful in a way that she would not have been, I don't think, on the original series. In fact, when they actually broached that yeah. subject the first time around, they were a lot ruder about it. Just sort of like, You should yeah. do this. Your your diner is a cesspool. It's covered in filth. You should just <laughs> make it better. Whereas this time around, she's like, Look, I want what's best for you. She understands where he's coming from, so she's taking the time to think about where he's gonna how he's gonna react. It's just right. it's a different vibe they're giving, and that's interesting a dynamic too. And so we could talk a little bit more about like Emily. Kelly Bishop is a tour de force Amazing. in this episode in these episodes. Like she is truly doing more with just looks off camera that some people do in an entire lifetime. And there's like this one moment when they're in the kitchen and they're yelling and I think it's I think it's when Rory's walking around and she's like, looking at stuff, but I think you also see it when they're yelling because um prior to his death on a little cho- like a little blackboard in the kitchen it says Emily comma, oh, yeah cheese, I beg of you and then hyphen Richard. Yes. And that is such a dark thing. Cause that means that's been there for weeks at that point. Mm-hmm. So that means she goes down to the kitchen every so often, which is probably pretty often. And she's told the staff not to erase it. And she's just left that there. And that is yeah. a devastating, realistic like touch. And they never reference it. You barely worry, barely even like she kind of glances at it, but she keeps walking. So it's like one of those things where it's like, Oh my God, Emily's grief is like, it's like there, but it's so subtle and it's just, like, it's opaque, and it's just, it it touches everything. Because I think it's why Emily is such a raw nerve in this whole little, like, the four episodes. She's just so... She
2: has that one one outburst to Lorelai about being married for 50 years and what that meant to her and how... Even after the separation, they had the best years of their marriage. Right. after they separated, and she's and so
0: kind of so devastated. She they she wants to sell the house, like, not that alone. And there's a great scene. Oh my god! Oh my god! This makes me so. This also made me cry. I'm just
1: gonna cry all not, over again, you asshole. Yeah. But
0: I, I was crying hysterically when she goes when Lorelai comes over and she's got everything in boxes and she's she's like, you know, are you calling off the wedding? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm just here to say hi. I need money, <laughs> basically, because Lorelai's gonna yeah. open up the, the inn. Um, which, that's another plot that's kind of smaller, but Lorelai decides to franchise the fly, the uh, dragonfly finally, which is great. Um, and I don't know why she didn't buy, didn't take Emily's house and make that another, I thought that was gonna be the thing It's just gonna take that and make that the thing, but then they have another house in Star's Hollow. I
1: guess it, too far. it just seems too morbid, yeah, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, she wouldn't have had to run it. It could have been Michelle, but, you know, whatever yeah. Whatever the case is. She, she, um...
2: Also, also those residential zoning laws, you can't really run a spa in a neighborhood true. like
0: that. But so she, um, she, uh, <laughs> she was walking around showing Lorelai, like, I watched this episode of something on Star. She was watching some movie on Stars. Show me the money. Jeremy Maguire, what it was. <laughs> so great. And, uh, she walks into the living room and she's like, well, I, I tried to move stuff around and I couldn't get comfortable, so I'm just going to sell the house. And, and Lorelai's like, geez, like, that's an extreme. And she's like, well, what did you even do? Did you, did you try it? You said you moved stuff around? And she's like, yeah. She's like, it looks totally different here. And she's like, what? She's like, I've been in here my whole life. It looks not not different at all.
2: And this scene...
0: <laughs> yeah. Is one of those things where it's played, I guess, kind of for laughs. But I'm like, I was, I was crying because it's, it's so realistic. If you, I mean, it's projection, I guess. But like, when I have family members who are like, she's like, I moved this, to, the tea towels to up, up the top, and then the other, other towels below. I moved the, the pillows from upstairs to down here, and I'm, and I'm like, I was just crying because I'm like, that is her light, like that is, like, it, it was such like a thing where like, and Lorelai doesn't judge her for it, but she just explains all these little things that she's changed. And, like, when you think about it, like, that is Emily trying... Like, the idea of Emily saying, like, I need to make this feel more comfortable, and she changed one more thing, and it it wasn't better, and then she changed something else, and it still wasn't better, and she changed something else, and it still wasn't better, and I bet every single time she did that, she'd cry that night or something. Like, it's just... Like, little things like that, like, really, like, it shows you the progress she makes throughout this, this year, because truly, up until that point when she was making these tiny little changes... That was enough for her. Those were like shaking her world. So the fact that she moves to Nantucket and quits the DAR is like she she gets a, a, a running speed up and then decides to just jump off a cliff, basically. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful because that's kind of where she ends the, it. She ends it on her own.
2: And the, the, the thing with the painting. The oh first my God, that's devastating. She had me. that gigantic, hilarious Which is painting great. of Richard. And Lorelai and Emily have the fight about the dimensions, and, and she's like, she finally admits, yeah, it was a mistake, and they have this big fight. I like do appreciate end,
1: that it, it was a mistake. And I,
2: yeah, it was a that's mistake. That's like Emily's and whole then, persona, too,
0: is she makes so many mistakes with that and she just never admits it. So the fact that she was... Like, right. no, it's not. And, that's what I wanted. The fact that, that she... We, we, just, we did an episode where she had some similar where she was lying and she couldn't admit it. But, like, in this yeah. where she like admits it, finally you realize how how broken she is Is that she's just that weak and vulnerable that she just admits, yeah. I'm, I'm fine, I'm wrong, I made a mistake, don't hate me for it, whatever. But, yes, as you were saying, I just I found that so... Oh, yeah, God.
2: So then in the last episode when the house is being packed up and, and, and Lorelai spots this painting wrapped in paper and peels the paper back and it's now the smaller version of the Richard Gilmore portrait. And I was like, I'm, I'm totally And for her, her
0: Nantucket house, so she'll keep it there. And she, and yeah. the best part of that to me is that there's no words spoken. It's just she looks at the painting, yeah. she closes the painting, and then she's just like, her eyes are watery, but she's just like, she listened to me. This is, like, this is, I think it's, like, a healing moment where Lorelai's, like, maybe I can try and get closer to my mother. Not, like, forever, but, like, and then, then this scene is very warm when they when she asks for money. She says, of course, I'll give you the money. And they celebrate. They open the Dom Perignon. And it's just, it's lovely. Like, it's just such a nice scene for them to have. And I think some people wanted her to be at the wedding, and she will be at the wedding, but, like, I like that she has her own moment at the end there because I think it gives her a sense of, like, freedom and independence her, that she'd never had. Her own independence. Yeah, and yeah. it wouldn't have been the same if she was at the wedding because she would have been, you would have been thinking, like, well, what is she thinking? Is she sad that Richard's not here? Is she sad that, like, none of that has to even come into it. That's all for future problems we don't have to see. Yeah. We get to see her you have a have good to deal night and a glass you don't of wine. Have to deal with
2: how sad it, you don't have to deal with how sad it is that Richard can't walk his daughter down the aisle.
0: Right! I mean, like, that alone is like, oh my God! I don't know who's gonna yeah. walk around the aisle. It's gonna be sad as hell. I'm sure she'll walk alone, right? I would, I would imagine. I don't think I could picture anybody yeah. else walking uh, down the aisle. But yeah,
1: maybe Rory. Oh, that'd I be assume. nice. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe
0: yeah. maybe Emily. Or Paul Anka. Maybe Emily. That'd be nice, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> all three of them. Yes. That'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's things like this that I, I understand how people, of course, can not like the show or find it just too kind of grating or quirky. But like moments like this, and just like. It, when it got like it's so good at the emotional oh beat, the lantern. It, 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 oh my god! Yeah, and that's my uh, thing against Bunheads. Basically, I always say that Bunheads is the show that made me understand how people could hate Gilmore Girls because I feel like it was just too much of the whole look. How weird and different we are, and like when it, like the emotional things. I don't think they sold them as well, even with you know someone that counted as something. I have boxer. heard that the one thing they and,
0: successfully did on that show that that drawled people drew people into it was the Alan Ruck's. Uh, plot which is from what you're describing the opposite of the rest of the show so maybe that's why like if i would have probably been burned out myself like that sounds that sucks Ugh. that it turned out to be too quirky
1: yes uh, but i'm in the minority for believing that well, so
0: i mean no n- you can't please everybody but so, uh, yeah. So I she, mean, yeah,
1: just ask the Starlight yeah. Musical. <laughs>
0: star, star Working on building, working on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then she she goes she goes out to the to the water and just sits there and smiles and just enjoys her night in a glass of wine and just like I think that's that's truly like she's living the life that Richard would have wanted too. Like that's it's, it's an empower, it's a powerful moment because it's not just her doing what she wanted. It's it's her doing what. What anyone wants, like it's, it's it's just living her
2: life.
1: I, I feel like you should like edit in fight song under you saying all of that.
2: <laughs> I do. I also loved that when uh, Emily tells Lorelai that you know the strings attached to the money is two weeks in the summer at Nantucket with her. And oh, boohoo! And week at oh, boohoo! <laughs> I, no, no. But no, I, al- I love that Lorelai doesn't push back. No, I agree. Because you know Lorelai fifteen years ago would have pushed back. And would have negotiated and fought over it, but Lorelai is just like, okay, yeah, that's the way it's gonna be. Plus, it's like,
0: yeah. it's one of those things where if you see this, the the house she's renting, and then eventually just buys, yeah. it's like, and I love that she's just gonna buy the house across the street so that they can just come over. Um, but like, there's a picture window where it's just like you see right into the the ocean. And it's like it's that's, that's it. Like that, that's absolutely like Emily. It's a little bit too extravagant, but at the same time, it's like quiet and it's it's, it's removed and it's it's just it's it's the perfect Emily place to to, to end up. I think is in a tuget. Um, but so she she goes off on her own. Um, then I think so. Besides them, who has, Lane and Zach? I don't know what the hell was going on with that. That was a little sad to they me. They didn't really have a storyline. Uh, they're still in the band. St- uh, that's it.
2: They didn't didn't have a storyline, but I loved, I saw, I can't remember who now, but it was a post or a tweet or something, and somebody was saying, why does um, Christopher still look so young, and Zach looks so old, and somebody replied, because Zach raised his children. Oh,
0: (laughs) oh shit! Oh my god! Oh my god, that's That's beautiful! That's the sickest burn! Oh my god, God, that is good! Uh, uh, I could, like, cook an egg uh, on that, that's, like, intense!
2: How? Yeah. So a cre- credit to whoever said that. I don't know who, but I love beautiful. You, I'll try. So. I'll
0: if I can find it easily, I'll link it to in the description. Yeah. Because that's that's just that's that hot is, fire that right is there. Yes, so so I mean, man, I I don't know what to say about Zach in general. I think Zach is just like unhappy with whatever he's doing, but making the best of it. And they're still living their life. They're doing the, the band still. I just wish Lane had more. Gil's there. Gil looks like ten Gil's years younger than Zach. <laughs> Uh, everyone looked ten years. It's amazing. That. He looked really good. Like he had the straight hair like, He really looked for his age, like he looked fantastic and having been an actual rock star, I'm like, damn, dude, you have it on flock. <laughs> um who else besides them? So then Kirk is still with Lulu. Um they're seem to be thriving. Um who else are we forgetting? Anybody else that's like jumping uh, out
2: Michelle is now married with, and with making a potentially child. a kid on the way,
0: yes. <laughs> There was a Michelle plotline we didn't get into, which I'm a little sad we didn't talk about as much, but it's kind of almost irrelevant because it's just sort of him leaving is, is the plotline. Um, but Lorelai has a great scene with him in the alleyway bar, which is great. Um...
1: I love the secret bar. Secret I bar. love that That was so thing, fantastic. Which, which makes so much sense yes. actually. And It was one
0: of those things where I literally think I said even in our episode we recorded or we much have mentioned where it was like, Why isn't there a bar in this town? And it turns out there's a secret bar. But like um it's it's one of those things that makes total sense. It's probably existed this entire time, but like it's just per and I love that Lane and Zach are playing music there. So like they do, do stuff together. I think it's nice. I think it was nice. Yeah. And um uh so the the two like um the two of them, him and his husband are trying to I guess have a kid but he's not thrilled about the idea um, but he's getting there I think he's done a lot to progress as well I think he's, he's getting
1: there yeah, his, yeah. His, his husband just really wants a kid and he's getting yeah, there and
0: um, there is a scene later on with Suki and ja- well Jackson is in one scene Suki's in another scene um, but Suki has a scene with with him later when Melissa McCarthy comes back just for a moment. There is also because
1: a... apparently Suki's like living in the woods.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that yeah. whole and also the revolving door of chefs was uh, not needed.
1: Rachel Ray's an awful actress. Oh my god, let's that was just get insane. that out of the way. Why
0: why bring her into this at all? At least the Roy Choi, he was great. Like he's fine. Like why would you not bring in someone who can act? Like fucking, if you're gonna mention Tony Berdane, bring in Tony Berdane. He can act. He's not so, great at it, but he can do something. What you do is you Rachel bring
1: in Bradley Roy. Cooper think- as Jack Bourdain? Oh my god, <laughs> oh, please. Yeah,
0: yeah. Where was that? Please. Oh my god, please. I wish for, we for, the,
1: that. for the three of us, like we're, we're the people. Who are like yes, that's what we want.
0: I mean, I'm yeah, still I'm devastated that show got canceled. Kitchen Confidential was phenomenal. As was the book. Go read it. That's why you should never order steak well done. Full stop. Never.
1: You're a terrible person if you do it. Yeah, uh, if you order steak well done, write me a letter trying to explain why you are a terrible (laughs) person and I will set it on fire. I am
0: not. You mean cook it well done? No, I'm the kind of asshole that when I go out with my family, I literally will try and interrupt them when they're ordering well done and say, just make it medium well.
1: Oh my God.
0: I'm not, I'm not that bad, but I will try and convince them because it's, trust me, if you read that book, you're never going to want to order well done again. It's the stuff that's been sitting on there all day long. So anyway, so, um, so they, uh, they're doing fine. Uh, they seem to have it under control. Michelle almost leaves, but he eventually stays because she she ends up being able to open the inn. Because the thing, we, we never op- actually see him say yes, he could still yeah.
1: say no. The thing is, Lorelai, obviously, you know, th- there were these dreams and everything about what the end would be, but, like, the thing that she, it's, like, a, kind of short-sightedness that Rory has, but, like, not as much as Rory, is that, obviously, Michelle would want something more and more money. Like, Lorelai doesn't really understand that because she's comfortable again. Always like, just like Luke is.
0: Yeah. And that's fine, but that's just, you can't assume everybody else wants that life. Or yeah. is capable or of having Or like, life.
1: at that level, because... Like, remember, Luke had, like, just a bunch of money saved.
0: Oh, I mean, he must be also a millionaire. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I mean, he probably had money from his father's business as well, Mm -hmm. he inherited. So I guarantee he's got money to blow. In fact, he mentions throwing, oh, my God, we breezed over it, which I want to get back to anyway. I'm glad I remembered it uh he's going to pay for i think it was like $14,000 and then her entire half of her education for MIT for April which honestly most of everyone liked April's this, this series. serious remember when She's Luke the...
1: like just basically bought an entire like property because he didn't want for Taylor Lorelei. to be his landlord
0: oh that too yes yeah, yeah. yeah. he also gave Lorelai a loan of 50 grand or 30 grand or whatever sight unseen
1: god i need, so, I need a Luke in my life Jesus. Yeah.
0: But so, Don't April all... shows up, too, in, the, in, a, in a past scene where she was uh, the perfect version of April that we yes. all needed. Oh, my God. That is exact. Well, I, if that had been the character That That's redemption
1: the right time, there.
0: Oh, my God. that I would love that. That's Oh, my God. She's so funny. You know, April, so, you know
2: April voted for Bernie Sanders.
0: Of course she did. Yeah. Uh, and then she voted for Jill Stein when he didn't win. <laughs> In the so primary,
1: maybe we don't love April. Yeah.
0: No, I think she. I think she would have voted for Hillary Clinton, but you know, I wouldn't have doubted if she considered voting. She for probably Stein. had. She would have she said that she was going to have, vote for like, Stein. Like
2: and Rory talk her down from the Jill Stein boat and into the Hillary boat.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Even Luke would probably be like, "What are you talking about? She doesn't believe in vaccines." Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so the uh, there's a whole wait till we heard
1: about like crystals and whatnot or her her band. <laughs> I would just
2: would. like to hear. Luke, I loved Luke, Luke I loved that whole scene, about Vaccines and like, don't do you want polio? Because you will get polio. Like, Which is mean. <laughs> I love
0: I I love the scene with with the, with Rory taking out her nose ring and learning how to tap dance. I know it's oh, all very sweet, very realistic for a young like. I actually found that, like, that little scene was almost more realistic than some other, like, versions of Millennials I've seen on TV. Like, that that alone was, like, that was closer to what it actually feels like to be, like, someone who went to college and came back than, like, half of this, the programming on, um... MTV. <laughs> so, also, like, I guess,
1: and technically, it, it was nice to see like Rory technically being a sister because right, her actual, yeah, her sister, actual the, sister, as they point out, is like in France with Sherry. Yeah. So
0: they never even me- they barely even mentioned Gigi. It's like, Again, oh My God, say,
1: like, he mentioned Gigi once. Like, remember, guys, Rory is not an only child. As much as everyone wants to c- continue to pretend she is.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And then um, uh, that's so. Anyway, so back to the Michelle, blah blah, Suki Jackson. That's kind of everybody. I mean, there's like little bits and pieces of other people, like Maureen and Better are still going Mrs. strong. Mrs. Kim is
1: still the best.
0: Um, Miss, yeah, Mrs. Kim's great. Um, Patty's always great. not
1: enough, Miss Patty. Miss
0: Patty, oh, I love her, but she, the poor Taurus Torres aged so much. Yeah. She looked fantastic, but yeah. just just tough because we got a good amount of
1: Gypsy. I enjoyed
0: yeah, a lot of Gypsy. Yes, Gypsy and Lorelei a lot of Gypsy. And and a lot of Roseanne do in general because she also plays the uh the, I don't remember her name.
2: Berta. but she's Berta.
0: Berta to who speaks like some random version of it's supposed to be like spanish or portuguese but it's like a combination of like 80 different languages and i
1: i i do acknowledge you know the problematic nature of that but i kind of appreciated that like this is the one maid who actually like works out for emily and like it actually gives emily kind of a new purpose because like her family is great too like they're just really helpful and they care about emily and it's like obviously heartwarming in between you know the, all the language stuff. Right,
2: there's yeah. problematic aspects to it, but the idea behind it is very good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so then, uh, so besides them getting into the major relationships, uh, Luke and Lorelai obviously get married. There is a scene where Rory goes to see Christopher and discusses basically like what the fuck happened. I actually realized in watching this, which we'll get into in a second when we go to the Rory stuff. I find not only the parallel to Christopher striking between Logan at this point. It's always been there, and it's been, it's and people who say, like, I don't know, Amy Sharon Palladino has said it's on purpose. Like, they definitely purposely made her, made him the surrogate for ver- a young version of Christopher. But it's, I realized, like, it's probably, maybe this is common knowledge, but the fact that he calls her kiddo is his version of Ace. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gross. I'm like, it literally goes down <laughs> to, like, they both have nicknames for her. I'm like, ugh, oh, ugh, oh, ugh. Oh. And there's a thing is like, look, I'm not even trying to make the parallels that specific, but like, Luke, Luke not Logan. Um, Luke calls her Rory, mm-hmm. Jess calls her Rory. There's a reason why they both call her kiddo and Ace. They treat her as like
2: very a child,
0: yeah, a child, and it's gross to me, and it's just, ugh. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so the- I will say, like
1: the Christopher scene, also, uh, you know, there are other parallels, but kind of like the Mr. Kim thing, it kind of has to address the fact that Finally. like. The Christopher in the first season who, like, this is the first time he's showing up in Stars Hollow, like... What the fuck? At least season two. Like, it makes no sense how that Christopher would be the one who, like, was so estranged. Like, they kind of had to, like, bend over backwards to like, figure out why Christopher wasn't, like, as present in They never knew what, what to lives. do with
0: Christopher, I think. It's one of those characters that was... He, David Sutcliffe is too charming. They, they cast he someone really too is. charming. And... I actually think that this scene that with Rory and him is what actually makes him, like, basically back- I think, ironically, because I think the, the lighting in this scene is terrible, um, and probably was shot on a different day, but I think it's one of those scenes where it's almost like he backs up into the shadows and becomes the villain. He's always been kind of, like, this, like, unpopular figure, but some people mm-hmm. like him, some people don't. I don't know who the hell likes him,
2: but some people don't. do like Christopher like, and it's Marla, understandable. I, please write a letter to all of us. <laughs> uh-huh. I will-
1: I will say it's understandable to like Christopher like I'm saying in that season 2 space where it's like oh okay he tried yeah, right. like the Sherry stuff and then cuz again like it never makes sense in that in that season 1 episode where like this is the first time he's visiting yeah, Star Hollow. was that
0: one he's too young and and doofy because and it's shows like, up on his the, the side, that, no money. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. The implication was that Rory would like go visit him but he would never come to Stars Hollow which made zero sense. Right.
0: And then Later on he, he fucks up with Sherry, but it's still like there's these sweet moments where they have sex on in, in the room and then she sneaks out. Mm. But that was it was also kinda goofy, but like it was fine. It's, but then it gets in college
1: worse. basically. And by
0: the time we find out that like she married him, like mm. I still can't believe that even happened. My... Like, that's yeah, once
1: Superson becomes actually like the rich boy and he's not still trying to forge his own path, then all bets are off. And now yeah. like you see he's like he's Mr. Millionaire and just wants to throw money at everything.
0: Yeah, it's what would have happened if Logan had embraced—or not Logan—if—if um—if if he had embraced his wealth at a younger age, he probably would be Logan. Right. That's the only difference mm-hmm. is he'd probably be more successful from the start cause he
1: just—he'd be Mitchum Huntsberger,
3: right?
2: <laughs> um, Look, my favorite, gross. my yeah. favorite revelation, uh, post Gilmore Girls here is uh, Lauren Graham admitting that she forgot that Lorelai and Christopher got married.
0: Oof <laughs> oof.
2: As she is I do animated. like
0: that they actually do acknowledge it, even though that Amy Amy Sherm has I think probably at this point infamously not seen season seven. It has been described parts of season seven so that they could kind of write in the, the parts they couldn't leave out, like like Lane and, Lane and Zach having kids, for example. Um but like uh the the scene with with Lorelei and um, Christopher getting married and everything, and there's a scene later on when Luke and and Lorelai have that argument, he's like, I had to watch you marry that guy, which I love that line, it's great, but like it's also like...
2: That speech is like, I had to watch season 7.
0: That's how stupid it is, exactly, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) Exactly. that's what I mean, it's so stupid that we had to watch you marry that guy. But so like, that that I think was important I think that the Christopher... That was the question that I've always wanted to know. I think everyone's always wondered, like, why didn't you... In fact, the the reason why I say it makes him a villain is because he basically admits, I didn't fight for you. I didn't fight for any of this. I uh, basically was a wuss, and I let your mother tell me what to do. Which is not to say that, like, you should, like, let the mother of a child decide how they want to be raised, but, like, it's also your decision to be involved. Like, you don't have to be there raising it every day, but, like, they're raising a child every day, but you have to be involved. You have to be more involved than you were, clearly. Um, there's a reason why Rory has these questions because if you were present in her life, she may not. That's all I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I think that there was some decision on his part um, that he didn't want to do this.
1: Christopher's major problem pre, like, him, like, getting rich again basically is that he would always just kind of go where the current took him. Like, he would go with the flow instead of, like, really fighting for anything. It's like, hey, I'm going to break up with Sherry. I haven't broken up with Sherry. Oh, wait, Sherry's pregnant. I guess I got to go do this now. Yeah. Things like that.
0: And it's just, it's tough for him. And he tries to explain it away. it's an excuse where he he says, like, we were young. And I I like, for the first time in her journalism career, I guess, uh, Rory pressures him and says, but but do you think that was the right decision? I know you're saying you were young, but do you think it was the right... He's used that excuse in the past. We were young, I don't know. Your mother's a farce of nature. Like, all these are all excuses. She said, but do you think it was the right decision? No matter what you did, was it the smart one to do? And he says... Uh, I don't think... I think it was fate. I think it was whatever. So he just admits, like, I'm a coward, and I didn't really want to raise you. And I probably didn't raise my other child either. He definitely
2: didn't raise his other child. (laughs) Okay.
0: So there you go i mean that's what i'm saying like, he's, now he's, he's admitting like, he's a just throwing
1: money at things so. yes and
0: like you can debate whether or not you think he was you know a capable father when he was present but it's no longer debatable to me that he was present because they would not directly confront it that aggressively unless they acknowledge the fact that he was a failed father more or less and mm-hmm. I didn't. okay so so moving on from lorelei because it's kind of related she gets married it's very sweet that was kind of already tied up pre-series for this, so it was a little more like she goes to do wild, she comes back, she realizes she's more in love with him than ever, and she's happy with everything, and she's comfortable with her life, so she wants to just commit to it. Um, I'm happy there was no, like, do I really love him? None of that bullshit. I'm, yeah, I'm It was more like, it was her own emotional problem. That was definitely, was like, like
1: Yeah, she my, never questioned it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of my top priorities going into this was that I wanted a, a Luke and Lorelai storyline that made sense and was good, and it—that's what I got, so I'm good. <laughs> and they were yeah. both good partners.
1: I was really—I was pleasantly surprised. That was never—it was never a matter of her questioning her relationship with Luke, even though Luke thinks that it was because he's got his wires crossed. But because like, you know the trailers made it seem like is she going to start questioning this relationship. I was She's worried. I was so worried
0: with that. Yeah, but it was more like she was worried that like she wasn't doing enough to make him comfortable, yeah. which is not mm-hmm. necessarily fair, but it's it's in, it's important because I think. Because her mother is having these problems with her own life, now that her husband's dead, she's thinking, should I deal with this now? rather Never or now. Should I right. deal with this now, mm-hmm. or am I going to commit to a life never knowing if it was something that I should have addressed? And she does. She addresses it. She deals with her own father's problems with her, and that makes mm-hmm. her, I think, better to, uh, partner for him. Because they both, they communicate t- for the first time yeah. in forever. They actually just talk about the fact that they mm-hmm. haven't gotten married, they haven't done all these things. Is that Okay. And then Luke's tackling says, her like, issues you head on,
1: which he never did with Max Medina. Right, saying exactly. for Max Medina, I'm just as for Max Medina, is all I'm saying, <laughs>
0: yeah, truly. And then he that even says, he says like, look, you made this decision to keep our lives separate. In the one scene in an earlier episode where she, she kind of comes in and he's upset. and They're already kind of hot for each other right now, and then he's kind of turns it into a fight and they're screaming and in his diner which I found very very upsetting but like important because it's truly like nowhere safe anymore <laughs> because if the diner is the place where you're yelling you know all bets are off but so they're arguing with each other and he's sort of like you know you decided that this would be private we'd live separate lives like we're roommates or whatever but like she's dealing with that in the sense that she's saying like you know what I do want that we'll get married and it'll be different but we don't have to change our lives because this is what I want and that's fine and I think she's finally coming to terms with the fact that she's never going to be fully become her mother, even if she has parts of her mother. She just thinks I think her brain is wired to think: Is there more than this? Am I forgetting something? And then she's finally confronting the fact that she's like, No, I don't need any more. So, so that's that's them. They're they're great. They, they they end on a happy note of them getting married, and then comes Rory. <laughs> so okay. I mentioned prior, I mentioned prior the Christopher, like parody or whatever the one the, the parallel there. Like it is at this point a level of insanity that I can't even handle. She's basically reliving her mother's life. Logan is clearly Christopher who she met at a youngish age who is you know a rich uninformed child um even though he's thirty two and he's <coughs> actively cheating on his fiance with her. she's actively cheating on a long term boyfriend even though that he's you know forgettable, but it doesn't mean he's not a person and they are. And I think there's been a lot of criticism about, like, why is Rory doing this? How could she do this? How, what a betrayal. I'm like, Rory is a serial cheater. Yeah. Rory has cheated on every boyfriend besides Jess. She has ruined a
1: marriage. And that's just because uh, Jess disappeared.
0: Yeah. No. She would have gone Exactly. She would have... Like... Technically, she kind of cheats on Jess with, with um... Dean, because they never actually break up. I don't know. But, like, regardless, <laughs> like, it's it's absurd. It, it is straight-up absurd that someone's, like, shocked. That, but whatever. People are shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm like, this is just a full... She's come full circle to be the mistress-in-waiting for somebody who's literally, like, a, a supervillain in another movie. <laughs> like, if, and if it was a different movie. He'd be Lex Luthor and he'd be a villain. But, um, or, I guess, debatable villain. But I, I find him a villain, nonetheless. But, uh, so he's, he's, I think completely um disgusting at this point. Were there people still holding out hope for him? I I'm sure I find him repulsive, just like I don't like Rory much either. I'm not making her much better. I think that at least for her, she's in a mostly non-committed relationship. He's in an actively committed one. And it keeps getting more and more intimate. Eventually by the middle of the the, the run they're moved in together and that what that's the straw that breaks Rory's back is that she doesn't want to show up when she might run into the woman and going like, to, like, hotel meetings is too sorted. I'm like, so, so, so I'm she... sleeping in the same bed that they sleep what? in is not sorted enough? Like, what the I fuck?
1: Have, like, early in the episode, I was thinking it would make sense just because of the person Logan is that it would make sense that because he was in a long-distance relationship, kind of, that they would be, like, in an open relationship. Yeah, I got at that least part. his. Yeah. But uh, they never actually acknowledged that. I just assumed that right, same. But, like, Rory is definitely not in an open relationship on any level at all. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. And she's
0: not capable of that either. It's, it's only been proven in this is she's not even capable of turning him down after she's left him for the the well the quote unquote last time. She leaves him again by like sees the I think it's spring. She leaves um, because she's moved because um it, what's the name of the is it oh, fuck what's the name of his fiance? It's like Odette. Odette. I know. Of course, French, it's Odette. Mm-hmm. So um my she's brother a we paused,
1: made me pause and He's like her name is Odette.
0: Oh my god. He's just like. Oh he
1: couldn't deal with that, so
0: she's a French heiress because it's they're trying to set it up like it's a marriage of convenience, but the thing is for a marriage of convenience, they get more and more intimate, and I don't think it's really the case i think it's i think he's just cheating i think he' they're just scum they're all scum mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean cheating is a, is one of those things like it's redeemable if you maybe i mean if you work on it and you you try and be a better person, neither of these people seem at all committed to that um in fact, they even leave says, it
1: Rory. You had an affair with a married man. That was a big thing in your life. Right. You should never cheat on anyone ever again. And
0: and and she's, she's cheated on him before, with someone before that even happened. She kind of cheated with Jess, emotionally. It's absurd. It's like, why are you finally like, oh, and then your mother cheated? Oh, no, she
1: definitely made out with Jess when she was still a dean. Oh, so good. Don't so worry. She definitely, she, she definitely really cheated. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I was giving her, like, the benefit of the doubt. My bad. Yeah, don't uh, do that. But, uh, and Lorelai cheated on, well, more or less cheated on Luke. I, it's kind of debatable, and they kind of broke up, but then she went right to, to to Chris. But, you know, it was not, it was not really healthy for her to do it that way. In fact, I think it was at least emotionally cheating in that sense. But, like, she's had a lot of experience, and then technically, the Richard and Emily stuff wasn't cheating, but there was certainly some stuff there with Pendle and Mott, and, like, it was a very, like, you know, contemptuous situation where their, their 30-something-odd years of marriage was... St- Hard. It was. They separated for a while. And they had to get remarried. They renewed their vows. So, like, she certainly has experience with cheating. Why is she suddenly like, hmm, this is kind of weird, though. I'm going to have to go to a hotel room with this person. Like, you basically did what that already. What is feeling? Like, I'd rather cheat in your bed with the, with the, where your fiancé sleeps instead of in a hotel room. That's how she
1: treats herself into thinking she's not, like, the other woman or a mistress. She
0: treats the Things other person like... as the mistress in both situations she cheats yeah. on.
1: Things like the hotel and, like, uh, his dad walking in on him are things that remind her, oh, no, she's scum. Yeah.
0: Or, honestly, I don't even know that she ever even comes to that conclusion. I think she just thinks, like, oh, how inconvenient. Whereas we are realizing, oh, she's scum. I think that she... Because the thing is, even at the end of all this, she has that one moment where she breaks it off from the first time and she's kind of, like, you know, she's a little sad about it, but she's just like, whatever, it's for the best, blah, blah, blah. And then, like you'd think that's a clean enough like quote unquote clean enough break but then like they have the whole like life and death brigade thing where they ostensibly conceive the child I'd imagine and uh, she sleeps with them again and it's supposed to be their farewell sex because the last time she broke up with them was on, on the phone so this is a little more intimate and like the final scene of them together is him taking a, a physical snapshot of her like she's a literal object and like never change this is I always want to remember you like ew but like on top of that though, like truly romanticizing the final moments of this long held affair. Like it's ridiculous to me. Like this is not a romantic end to your relationship. It's you going back to your fiance. If you if you love her so fucking much, Dump your goddamn fiancé and marry her. You proposed to her in season 7. No one's talking about it because it's not, you know, Amy and Dan's show anymore, but, well, like...
1: But also, Rory turned him down, though, so... He's like, well, if you don't want to marry me, I'll just marry someone else and fuck Surely you he's brought you up the idea of no marriage self-worth. again since,
0: right? I, I mean, it, it's debatable because I don't think that the, Amy and Dan wanted to, to live in that universe because they don't believe that they would ever get... I don't think Logan is the type that would marry her. I think that's the I think that's the whole yeah. thing with the Shira and, and uh, Mitchum is that... Truly, I think they call her, like they saw her, you are not going to be part of this family. You're not cut out for it. You would never I, be I, long-term. And means- Logan- I mean,
1: Yeah, they're right, but I feel like Logan would and with like the knowledge, I think he will want to marry her, but she again will just be like, nope, and, uh, and like he's definitely not the better person. Neither of them are the better Got person, it. but I feel like he would make an effort for something real that she would not.
2: That's what I You have to wonder, though, when he proposed to her in season seven, was this just, like, Logan's one moment of, like, this is the moment that if you say yes, I'm gonna break free and not listen to what my parents have told me to do or not to do, and we're gonna get married. So she says no, and now he's just like, well, now I'm gonna do the dynasty thing.
0: Two things there. Two things I think of that. One... I think it was partly because he knew that she was leaving and it was a way to get her to stay fucking still because he wants... He doesn't want to argue because the thing with them is that when she was going away to, to, to work on the road and then he was going to do the startup in, in San Francisco, he was trying to claim, like, we'll we'll, we'll factor each other in because Doyle and Paris have the same arguments about whether or not they're going to be able to stay together at post-school because they're going to go different places. Now, they have this argument, but they're like, you know, I'm going to factor you in. I think that's Logan's version of manipulating her into saying... I'm going to eliminate your decision making and make it feel like you're going to feel obligated to come with me now because you're my fiance. Not that that's true. Maybe she wouldn't have felt any different, different at all. But I think he thinks of it in the same way that like like uh, the, the money thing or, or the, the, the fiance thing and buying her a Birkin bag, which is a 30 grand bag. Like oh, he yeah. buy he does these things where he thinks that he can control her. And he does in some way. She gives into it in more ways than others. And that's why they work together for a long time is because she lets she wants to live that kind of lifestyle. So she, like, lets him treat her as an object because well, she gets I mean, good I, things.
2: I totally agree. And you see that in this revival because when she says she's going to write a book, his first thing is, like, you can have the house in Maine and use it to write. And it's basically like him saying, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm still fine if I keep you on the side.
0: Yeah. And it's and he's saying, have, like, and I won't even be whatever, there.
2: What, He's like, like, I won't even be whatever there. you want. you'll have the benefits, all the benefits of the Huntsberger fortune, but... Mm-hmm. Like, he
0: isn't going to show up some late night and right. be like, hey, oh. Rory, it's
1: disgusting. I, don't, I doubt it would be a late night, honestly. No, of course not, but you like, know, noon. it's just still absurd. So, come
0: on. But so Unless then,
2: he's still on London time. So
0: that's then? the one thing I think... <laughs> that's the one thing I think is true. But the second of that is that, um... I think that, like, in general, I think Logan is the type of person who, um... If he proposed to her in that moment, he was as much doing it to, um, I think in some ways he sees Rory as the kind of person who he can make into something better. Like, he's like, I don't want to deal with the people that my mom's setting me up with, so maybe I can just settle for her. And then there's an ironic part there that I think he he, he likes her because he, he can still sleep with her and she's pretty, but she's smart and he can get that, that side of it too. What's ironic is that I think Rory and him lasted as long as they did because they were never actually engaged and it was never that serious. If they had ever actually gotten engaged or married, I feel like the heat would have died down for them a lot. I think he would have started cheating oh, on yeah. her.
2: And well, she I probably would have cheated way, on him. So, it, it's it, just... It made this so easy for them to be in this, like, just... Style weird, of relationship. Not relationship. Because yeah. neither of them had to commit to it. Ironically, so they have... both
0: have they both would probably thrive in open relationships because they're both terrible at being faithful. But they don't they don't ever... That's not an option. I kind of
1: just imagine that Logan's relationship is an open relationship as much as uh, he's, like, quote-unquote, sneaking around. That's more for, like, Rory's benefit. Yeah, I kind of agree. To, but it never, special. I wish sure. they
0: had explained that more because I would have dug that. I would have bought it because I think a lot of people in, like, prestige dynasties do get married for convenience or you know, prestige and and money. So, Mm -hmm. I don't begrudge him of that. Like, as much as I find that kind of morally bankrupt for myself, I'm like, more power to you. If that works for your family and yourself, you make a And it would make perfect sense that he would
1: would not tell Rory that just because you know she wants to feel the specialness of being his his the, side chick I the guess. sad
2: part about this whole dynasty marriage thing is that Richard and Emily were the couple that bucked that trend I mean they were both wealthy and came from important families but yeah. they married for love right so it was kind of they <laughs> defied this idea of marrying for power and name and fortune and they literally married because they loved each other and mm-hmm. it's like get your shit together Rory
1: it's surprising you don't really get like a couple that uh, parallels Richard and Emily that much
0: well yeah ironically, you kind of get that in in um Lorelei and Christopher I mean that's kind of what they did They didn't get married for love but they fucked for love they got they 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 broke up for love they, they actually I think the the love that they have for each other which I think as much as I dislike them together, they definitely love each other they're definitely like yeah they people love it. that care that tremendously about each other there's not a, a good lot fit. of wrong.
1: Wrong time, wrong place. Exactly, is their, is their problem. No, I think that the, in another, like another life, basically they would be perfect for exactly. each other. Exactly,
0: and I think that what's ironic is that like even seeing both her mother, like basically there's like there's like ripple shocks. Whereas like Christopher and Emily, kind of like it, there's a crack in the foundation of like you know you know people just marrying off for, for power and money. Then Lorelai and, and Christopher felt the aftershocks, and they literally didn't even get married, but they still had a kid for for power and money. And, but they didn't, it didn't necessarily succeed, but Rory's still benefiting from it. Even though they didn't get married and stuff, she's still going to benefit from having two rich parents. She definitely does. And, and yeah, I think that the same is going to happen for Rory's kid, but hopefully that kid will make it out, and they'll actually just not even be involved in that rich, maybe, rich, life at all.
2: Maybe, this asshole behavior skips a generation. Because I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's sad.
2: The, I don't know either, but, I mean, the obvious parallel is, you know, the, that Logan is her Christopher but so does that make Jess her Luke? That's I think that's very clear to that me. That everybody has. Well, and would do you think this current Jess, not season like two Jess, season three Jess, but current Jess, would just step up and say? Oh well, yeah, I
1: feel like just gonna end up being like this child's dad. Yeah,
2: I Jess, absolutely Jess, agree. Jess would one hundred percent step up and say, "I'm fine with raising your stupid little Hunt's baby with you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: turn t- t- burger or something <laughs> right.
2: no, but so, like
0: I think that like if you wanna go real parallel, and I know this is very debatable, so we're not saying they're a hundred percent through the like line, but if you wanna say that like you know you have your mother's taste in men, you could literally go down the line and say that you know Logan is Christopher, uh Dean is Max Medina, uh, you could say <laughs> that Marty is uh dicker. And you could say that Luke is Jeffs. Like, that is I, And Duncan I was actually going to say
1: that Marty is Rune, actually. Marty <laughs> is Rune. <laughs> I going
2: to say- John Hamm Dun, is Rune. <laughs> uh, du- no, Duncan Cain is
0: John Hamm. Oh, Duncan <laughs> Kane. Yes, he is. Duncan Cain <laughs> is John Hamm. And the Wookie is, um, uh, what the fuck is his name from- Oh, shit. The guy who fished- Alex. Alex. Whatever oh, the yeah. fuck. Billy Burke.
1: Billy <laughs> Burke. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Billy Burke. <laughs> I'm trying to think of
0: everybody else she's dated. I think that's kind of it. There's like one guy from it the is. pilot who tries to hit on her and finds out that she's got a daughter. I don't know who that is. But maybe that's that's Tristan. Um
3: <laughs> oh, <it is.
0: laughs> oh Jesus. It is. But so uh yeah, so that's that's I think the parallel is clear. I don't think that was subtle. I don't think it was accidental. I think this has been pre planned since the beginning of the show. And that's why they introduced Jess as, as Luke's nephew and not just some random person. Although, technically, they're kissing cousins, I guess, at this point or something. I don't
2: know. Just just by law. I mean, by marriage.
0: I guess. But, uh, so, uh, this is, um... I mean, if we're gonna,
1: like, these dynamics... We'll say they've been season two, because remember, again, Christopher is basically... They have to adjust who that who and the, the same with Dean, pretty much. Yeah, quote-unquote a just dean if that's, that's how you would Which just, we, we talked about ironic the
0: they deaned they him out of control and then deaned him right back into being normal <laughs> like, like he went terrible and I, now he's and back it, to being wholesome and fine
2: it's and, like, and what? rory when but the best part though is when rory runs into dean and she's like i'm gonna put you on my book i'm gonna change the name and he's like oh what are you gonna say and she's like that you were the best boyfriend ever, and I just I wasn't ready. Remember for when that, we ruined you know? your
0: life, and she did I, all your life? They you made her
1: a fucking car. And I'm like Rory. I think Rory only watched season one of
2: Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's like she I wish I could like, like only know
1: that life. Dean. Don't we all wish we could only know that Dean, season
2: yeah, one right. Dean? Yeah. And ironically, I mean, that, oh, that's the Dean that's going in the book. How much? Because,
0: how much do you guys love when she I mean, said when she, they talk about um. Uh, what the fuck is her the sister's name? Uh, Clara. Oh, uh, Clara. Clara's Clara. Clara dating some guy named Wolfgang, and then Rory tries to shrug it off. It's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just her first love. And it's like, oh, knife to the heart. <laughs> like, yeah. he'll be gone soon enough. Uh, it's like, damn. And they both, like, have an awkward silence where she's like, yeah, you were useless. But I just told you you were the best boyfriend. But you were literally forgettable. <laughs> and the fact that I forgot I dated I mean... you first.
1: Like, I appreciate brutal. a Padalecki, obviously, but just imagine a world where Dean is, like, a one-season character, and then, like, his family, like, moves back to Chicago or something. Yeah. And yeah. then everything's good. And then she, this this new boy, another new boy, really new boys just show up in her, her town every year. Yeah. That should be the show.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> every year a tourist boy shows up. It is a tourist, a trap. It is a
0: tourist trap. It's very possible. But, uh... So yeah, so that was Dean. Dean's really only in and out for, I would say, maybe two minutes at most.
1: Because he's a very busy man who is leading his, like, million-season show. Oh
0: god. That show's gonna yeah. outlive all of us. Listen,
2: but... you, you get that money, buddy. You get yeah, that money. Yeah, hey, I
0: don't like it, but, I mean, good for you, idiot. Uh, so... <laughs> Wow. Standard of brand, guys. Uh, yeah. So then we move <coughs> on to the thirst trap that is Jess Mariano. Um, like
1: Jesus Christ, I'm
0: not comfortable with anything that happened throughout this entire mini because I was so attracted to Jess, and that's not a feeling I, I, I I'm hate myself with so
1: much. At all. So you you don't watch This Is Us?
0: Not yet. Yeah, so, but you will. Not yet. So, tonight well, I will. Tonight, will. tonight I will. You will. <laughs> but
1: you will. So he's got, a, like, he's got, like, that situation also with a mustache. Like, usually I'm not a mustache person, but, like, it works on him. It was, like, the first time in my entire life, all 28 years of life, that I found myself attracted to Milo Ventimiglia. I, I had no idea where it came from. Uh, and this just continued, and I hate everything.
2: I agree and the respect that, like, I always understood why people were attracted to Milo. Like, I'm like, oh, I get it. He's cute, whatever. It's not my he's thing. He's just not for me. It's yeah. Not, it's not for me. But now it's for me. And I appreciate it. Thank well, you for making it for me.
0: And for a different point of view, I've always found him quite attractive. <laughs> He's one of those characters where I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. I found him writing in the margins to always be kind of both incredibly intimate and annoying.
1: I find it to be the most upsetting thing right. anyone's no, no, ever no. done. I would never finish. talk to that person ever finish.
0: again. <laughs> Let me finish. It's both incredibly intimate and the most severe betrayal. So it's like, that's the character. Like, that's it. That, that those, those two things. Like, having that, like, change, like having to come to terms with the fact that I found him both incredibly romantic and annoying as fuck is, like, his whole character. So, I find... I find him to be mostly enjoyable in other things I've watched. Um, I think the best I liked him besides this show is probably Heroes um, in the early season. I... I am confused about my feelings about this because I don't. Last thing I saw him in before this was Grown Ups yeah. 2, and he had bleach blonde hair and was doing. Why you was are you watching Grown Ups 2? I life? watched it for. I watched it because I just, to the worst idea of all time. Not because I actually wanted to watch that movie. Oh, you actually
1: watched the movies for the podcast? I just listened to the podcast and enjoy it because uh. I'm smart. I
0: did that first, and then I watched it after I was done. Yeah. <laughs> you but, dumb woman. <laughs> I was. By I, way, I don't mind. recommend watching it. It was a yeah. mistake. I agree. <laughs> but yeah he looks amazing in this with long hair even and i'm not even into long hair but i was feeling
2: it i'm into it it works yeah he's doing things i'm
1: not into and i'm like into it on him right
2: when uh when this is us first started my dad was like oh it's that show with peter petrelli and i was like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) because even though i never cared for jess early in the years there i was still like a betrayal to me i was like That is the show with Jess Mariano.
1: Exactly. exactly.
2: And it's like, like, screw your Peter Petrelli. it's Jess Mariano.
0: And it's like the minute Jess shows up, I mean, we we kind of, we went over the scenes he's had before with Rory where he tells her to write the book. And with Luke where he explains, like, it's okay, everything's gonna be alright. We we breezed over the fact that when the whole, like, Wi-Fi thing was so annoying and everyone was zombies, he, like, very adorably runs in, grabs the router, just tosses it to Luke and then ruins everyone's day. Like he, yeah,
1: Jess is adorable. You guys, we're saying that.
0: Yeah, and it's like all those little like okay. wonders where he's like, you know, um, like you know, Lorelai's going to therapy. Don't say it's about time. He's like, I, I didn't say it. I thought it. It's just the way my brain works. And then later on, he's like, You get one. You know, I'm only earnest once. Uh, then when we first sees Luke. He grabs his hat, tosses it. Like oh, little so things that like
2: that was adorable.
0: Like the, the difference, I think the major the major difference is there's still the snarky moments with him. But they're coming from a place of love and earnestness that it did not you come guys, before.
2: Lorelai blows him a kiss when on his he's way in out the door. House. That is and I'm insane. Like, I don't know if this was like Lorelai doing this or was this Lauren Graham being like, "I just really love you." <laughs> well, there's there's a moment <laughs> earlier. I get, I get it either way. I'm yeah, like, let me too. Come around.
0: And there's a moment earlier around. where he mentions where she mentions like, "What does Jess have to do with this?" Because that's when uh, Rory first talks about writing the book. But she kind of even then doesn't really throw him under the bus. She doesn't make it, like, a thing like, how dare Jess involve himself. She just kind of says, what does he have to do with this? And there's a moment where she kind of seems, like, a little perturbed by him. But for the most part, she seems completely at peace with Jess. I think he's completely come into his own as an adult. And I honestly think, besides the main leads, like, Lorelai and Emily, and obviously Paris I adore, I think he comes out not only the most unscathed, but the most grounded, the most helpful, the most realistic... And probably the best character of this little series, well, which is insane.
2: It's crazy. Because none of the Luke
0: plot, not to get the on last... there, but none of the plot would have happened without him.
2: Yeah, the last moment of Jess on the show is, you know, when Luke asks if he's, like, oh, still in Aurora and he's, like, no, I'm long over it. But then he does, he goes full Luke Danes and, like... Wistfully stares stares in at her. Rory through a window, and I'm like, "Oh my God, you're looking. This is what you're looking. <laughs> you're, you're looking. looking. <laughs> that, you're looking at on this show for years. Just and just he's watching stare at Laura. And high. he's
0: watching.
1: Well, that and just sometimes creepily show up at the back door oh, and yeah. try to get Laura's
0: attention. And and the thing is, like, he's not only just watching her through the window; he's watching her be a mother. Through the window, it's Kirk. Yeah,
2: taking care of Kirk.
0: But she's still she's pregnant at this point, and putting a, a warm compress on Kirk. So I feel like it's just setting up, like he's gonna start internalizing the fact that he's watching her be a good person. It's,
2: it's the foreshadowing for him deciding to be the father to her. husband. And they
0: threw out, like obviously the whole like the self help tapes help Luke come to terms with the fact that it's Lorelai that he sees. Blah blah. But he also mentions in this in that scene when they're in the kitchen and he's throwing everything out the window trying to keep her in his life, even though she's, you know, all about it. He's saying, like, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought you and me together. So I think yeah. that it's very much set up the fact that, like, he always had a soft spot for Lorelai regardless. It's just only once he really, truly, like, started interacting with her and <laughs> involving himself in her life that he understood the severity of that. Which I think is very parallel to Jess, where Jess had the relationship with her, who's interested in her, but now he's only kind of tangentially related to her in the sense that he's giving her advice every now and then when he comes to town. But I think that once there's a child involved, which is what the case with Rory, he's going to feel a lot more obligated to come to town and help. Even if it's just advice, even if it's just somebody to be around. Honestly, he might just be, when he realizes she's raising the child alone, he might just genuinely want to be more involved because he's also, it sounds like he's single, he's, obviously looking for something in life if he keeps...
1: Well, he's not single because he's dating Lorelai and Emily's psychiatrist. We've been well, through this. of
0: course. That's of course. But, uh, I, I just... I, I said to you guys before, I think the craziest part of all this is, like, maybe I'd watch a spin spinoff at this point. <laughs> like, I'm, that's the like, dark Jeff- cloud. We just, we, well, we watched the first spinoff attempt. It failed. Maybe this is the second go-around. This is just... I don't...
2: I don't know. I don't understand. But... If Jess, uh, Jess two
1: to circle, yeah,
2: full inward circle. I, if Jess turns out to be even half the father that the character he plays on This Is Us is, then I'm in. I'm all in.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't have a Jess, oh, put off, but at least we have that. I guess we can all go watch that instead. But so, like, I mean, we kind of went over Rory. There's not a Tom well, we can do besides just saying, like, we obviously all find Rory pretty unredeemable. But I'm hoping that maybe having the daughter will get her back from whatever the fuck's been going on with her. Cause it seems well, to me like she's done with Logan. I don't know if I. I, I was gonna say I to, to even...
2: be fair to This Is Us, he's married to Mandy Moore, who is flawless. Mm, so yeah, that's always gonna beat Rory. And him. I was worried in
1: advance that he would ruin Mandy Moore, which is impossible. But like he would try because he's Milo Ventimiglia. But then I fell in love with him, so yeah, I perfect. guess that's where we're I at. I think
0: <laughs> I think the reason why we didn't get more of the the Jess and Rory stuff too is that they both dated and it's awkward as shit. <laughs> like not too awkward. They're probably Listen, most good kids, people. I was be I was trying to
1: attract. I was pretty. I'm pretty sure that it was. So when he was filming, he'd already done the pilot, and then it got picked up. So I think he was probably filming. This is Us at the time. That, that's my actual belief for well, the that's whole. That's why Alaska he's got test. that
0: season three Everwood Gregory Smith hair. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. yeah, that's um, why he still got the hair, but not the mustache. Yeah. because like he, he done the pilot, yeah.
0: And I think I think that like the stuff with Les Lespadel is a raw nerve for them. That if it's possible for them to not have to make it out, they're gonna like it. So
2: listen. You know. <laughs> Scott Patterson and Lauren Graham allegedly did not get along for a very long time, but they're fucking professionals. That's a nice way to say all of it. (laughs) Yeah. They're fucking professionals. They show up and they did their job. Y'all can do it too
1: yeah well hey that can't that doesn't always work you know we we know about the good wife we know what was going on then except we don't know what was going on then on the good wife why did anyone give us the scoop the real
0: mystery of mystery show is why did it disappear when someone suggested they do a background on the good wife finale (laughs) and all the drama that was surrounding (laughs) it come back mystery show come back mystery show
2: <laughs> I like the mystery show or the next season of Serial. Honestly, what happened on The Good Wife?
0: Yeah, I mean, like we're joking now. I would listen to the shit of that. Like that would be my because life. I just want to know, and I, I never, just want to know.
2: Never seen The Good Wife, and I would listen. Me to neither. Me neither. The whole day. Oh
0: God, I have. So I many mean, questions. you guys
1: gotta watch it just so you can see the progression and try to figure out, like, if you can figure out what happened.
0: They they fucked right. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm sorry. That was just like,
2: <laughs> that's my
0: instinct. That's where I go to. Is like, come on. It's is
2: answer for everything. Oh, let's I be thought, real. Right? Probably
0: <laughs> it usually is the answer.
1: <laughs> I, there has to have been uh, some fucking of some sort.
2: I no. wish. I hope
0: so. But so, uh, so yeah. So that was that was Gilmore Girls: A Year in the Light. I mean, do we have any more? And we also a little bit of The Good Wife. Oh my God. Yeah. That, this was a year in my life. Are you kidding me? I know, but it's. It <laughs> Honestly, we still skimmed over, like, a lot of it, so... Oh, so no, we don't I could spend three guys. more days dissecting everything,
1: but... <sighs> I really love the 30-something gang. Me, too. I just need to make that clear. I do,
0: too. I, find, I found... Honestly, I enjoyed most of it. I think the only thing I had a hard time with was the Life and Death Brigade, and there was too much Logan. I wish there was, like, half as much Logan. I
1: would have taken... I was fine with the amount of Logan, just because, like I said, the I felt... It like makes sense, I agree. Logan was just... in some... An, it's a different situation than Rory was, but we don't really get into it.
0: Yeah.
1: Because we just have to deal with Rory. So yeah. Much Rory. yeah, oh,
0: I get it. I th- I think I just prefer yes.
1: not having to deal
0: with Logan. <laughs> no Marnie. No Marty at all, though. I
1: guess I'll throw in uh, any people who were upset because Rory has changed with this. No, she hasn't. This is the same Rory that always less. is in the series. Yes, she's, only you, she's you, only- you were blinded if you were- It's not new if people are disliking Rory. This is- People are just now more vocal because social media. But yeah, Rory- This is this is Rory.
0: Yeah. This is this is us this is Roy this is Roy uh, both things Milo Ventimiglia thrives on. Um, so, uh, oh, man, this is... I don't... Saying thrives on just... It just... I know, it's, it, it it's not, not dirty, but it doesn't
2: sound right. I know, I It know. sounds so dirty. It's not dirty, but it's not clean either. Oh, mm, man. <laughs> all right, well,
0: I, I mean, I think we did a pretty decent job. We didn't really cover a great some of the, job. the little cameos with people. Um, they were fine. They were all very good. I don't think I had a hard time with any of the cameos at all. Um... I I, no, I recommend watching I, it if you haven't watched it yet. It's definitely worth it. If you were holding off because you're nervous, it wasn't going to hold up. I think it holds up better than any revival we've seen, really. Besides maybe Star Wars, and um, I don't think anything else is really that much better. I don't, I'm trying to think of anything else that's like a revival. Name some other
1: revivals. See what see what we think.
2: Yeah, uh, Ash Ash versus Evil Dead.
1: Hmm. Oh, I like I like Ash versus it's Evil really Dead. It's
2: really excellent. I, I huh. you know, I said, I think I probably could dig up the tweet even. I said, all these revivals, I said, you know one of them is going to disappoint you. And it turns out it was the X-Files.
0: Everyone. Me too. I never would have thought there's, that either.
2: There's, there's it had the one
0: episode. Was, the Reese Darby yeah. episode's great. Everything else is like, eh. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as
1: listeners may remember, I'm not an X-Files person, but uh, I did see, like, the first clip they showed uh, at Summer CCA last year and i remember watching that clip and thinking it was a joke because it was so bad oh, it was and i was like is this mad. what it's like all the time because i <laughs> no. it was awful honestly the if that's you good. ever get
0: a chance you should try and watch the restarty episode i know you probably wouldn't but like it's really not related yes. to anything x filesy it's just Yeah, you could
2: watch it standalone it's and
0: very and- very it's like a little mini monster movie it has almost nothing to do with the x files it's very standalone highly recommend mm-hmm. for you because it's it's but, very very light too it's not very dark and scary or anything it's very and funny and, uh, yeah
2: and it's one of those things... He works at the Verizon
0: store. He, it's not that yeah, not, not when
2: weird. Even, when even the most serious and legit X-Files fans, myself included, are like, it sucked. You know it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. sucks. That yeah. was sad.
0: But, um, I would say like... So Bra- X-Files sucks. Is great now. Veronica Mars Up was is pretty down. good. Veronica Mars also <laughs> right. made me very happy.
1: I I really like Veronica Mars. Really like I'm so upset about, about the Leighton Meester. Me too. Lack thereof, I'm mad man about the, uh, Kristen that Ritter, the Kristen Ritter. Kristen
0: Ritter, um... Ending, but like it was fine. But, mm-hmm. I, but it was I, good. It was good. It was enough
2: to get just at least that show.
1: That movie brought back Kristen Ritter. Unlike this show, yeah. could we have found a way to bring Kristen Ritter back into this Gilmore Girls revival? I, well, I would have been.
2: I would, I
0: would have, have been fine with it,
2: but... her over the Life and Death Brigade.
0: I mean, so... I prefer most things over the Life and Death Brigade. That's <laughs> true. And i paratus, guys. Um. All right. So I mean, I, I
1: again, the only one I can really enjoy is Finn because he at least has a personality. Like, and guess what?
0: You, know. you only need one friend. You don't need two. You only three <laughs> friends. Just well, that's everything how I
1: sense. live my life, too. I mean, Rory only... Rory, like, upgraded to two friends, but she could barely juggle two friends, and she like has to pick and choose between Lane and Paris on numerous occasions. Well, she
0: mostly chose Paris, unfortunately, for Lane.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah, for Lane. Well, Lane. needs... Justice for uh, Lane. She needs a real right. friend. Justice for Lane. Lane's best friend should be Gil. Well,
0: that's the one thing I... The problem I... Oh, <laughs> Lane's best friend should be Gil. <laughs> but the one problem yes! I have with the wedding, I wish Jess had been there, and I wish... um, I mean, I, I understand why Lane was there. I wish... I guess they would never have been able to get Melissa McCarthy for that, but that was sad that she wasn't there. But, you know, Yannick Trudeau was there. Everything was, it was cute. It was just, I mean, that was you tough. You gotta show
1: Melissa McCarthy the money. Yeah,
0: it was tough. It really, it could have just been, um, just Luke, Laura Lyon, and Rory. I think having other but, people there was kind of rough, but,
2: you know. You consi- have to admit, considering the large number of characters that they had to deal with bringing back and everybody's schedules, like, if you look at something, speaking of revivals, that did a poor job with that was Arrested Development. That, and
1: I yeah. I actually am, like, the one person who enjoyed the Arrested Development the I no no, 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 me, too. No, no, no. Oh. I love I don't it.
2: Dis- I don't dislike I the it. Arrested Development season 4. There's a lot I really like about it. But the one thing I felt that they failed at was that there was so much of everybody had a separate storyline, and it was like mm-hmm. they could only get them together for, like, two days of shooting or something. Yeah. Oh, so and it it was, this is a, a... It was kind of disappointing to not mm-hmm. have people, the, the actual Bluths, interacting Yeah. Before. So th- so and was, I will like, say, a
1: revival that does well with the schedules, even when they are pretty busy. And what we forgot, which was a really good one, Wet Hot American Fun revival. Oh, about to name like, that. that. Bradley was, Cooper, when he obviously it. was busy. So we got our, our uh, DJ ski mask. Yes,
2: yeah. that oh was perfectly God. done. Very and, very I mean, it, yeah, they really did a great job of kind of managing all of their big stars. So yeah. it, can be, it can be done. So. It's just, I guess they should. And again, uh, it's just impressive
1: to see, like, kind of the cream rise to the top with, where, like, Really talented people and, like, things that, you know, only, like, cult classics, yeah. you see, like, 20 years later, now it's impossible to get them on your revival. But, hey, it's still beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad well, we, I, I'm glad we talked it through because I, I had so many mo- – I still have plenty of emotions. I'm going to go watch I, some of it again, I'm I know sure. And I'm
2: glad we – I'm, I'm going to go watch the it, musical
1: part again. Yeah,
2: I'm glad we talked it through because it's, like, you're so afraid of talking about spoilers online yes. And so it's like, who am I? I can't talk to anyone because I don't know where anyone's at watching it. And exactly. Like, I mean, you know, I remember when Jason Manzuka showed up, and I just wanted to yell at Maura, but I didn't know if Maura was there yet. <laughs> no, and, and, and the
0: problem is, even just people yelling at me, I had a couple people that were, like, DMing me, because they were like, I don't want to say this publicly, because it was, like, literally, they were yeah. worried that they're just saying Maura, oh my god, about Goma Girls, people would know, which is, I'm like, first of all, I pride myself on people being like that, associating me with Jason Manzuka enough, they're worried people are going to know they're talking about Jason Manzuka just by, by tweeting me, but like, I get it.
2: And, and I watched it with all within the first twenty four hours. Yeah. There were people who watched it in one chunk, like at four AM. And uh, I was like I was muting everybody I know that was watching it. because oh, I, I just
0: like, didn't go online for a whole
2: day. <laughs> well, I don't want their spoilers. I don't yeah. want I, was, I, I didn't even want their oh my god, oh my god so I just was like, Nope, I'm good, I'm out.
1: I was amazingly able to get just like vague things that so I didn't have to like mute anything. The one thing that I was kinda like I guess spoiled on was just like someone being like what the hell was that with regards to the life and death brigade thing. Right. so i wasn't even i just knew that something terrible was going to happen and what happened was even more insane than what it i thought was even thought more going terrible
2: out. than you could have imagined mm, man.
1: it was it's just insane
2: i
0: i the fact that people could like
1: i thought i still had the, the flu the when i was watching that insane, you,
2: you yeah. guys my my friend watched it a couple days later than me she was out of town with family and she uh, texted me during the Life and Death Brigade scene and said, do you think that they got their hats out of Amy Paladino's closet? Yep.
0: Absolutely, they did. That's why, guys. That's why that scene is in there is because it's like it's a tribute to like big hats. Finally, use all her
2: hats. Like yes, that's why. Well, I've
0: never seen across the universe. So I said before, I literally thought it was a Clockwork Orange riff, and I was like Jesus, (sighs) because it's very similar. And I'm like almost certain that maybe across the universe got bits from (laughs) Clockwork Orange (laughs) because it's very like. Like, it is... Well... I don't know. I find it very, well, like...
2: much, much like the mm-hmm. Life and Death Brigade, both of those movies are pretentious and overrated. So.
0: Agreed! I, I'm not... Oh. I don't doubt that at all. That's what's, like, my least favorite Kubrick movie, probably, but it's definitely, like, um... I don't know. I mean, like, the... the it, it would make sense for the Drugs to be, like... Because they're very similar in the sense that they've all... None of them like women. They're they're Cockney. They're, like... Well, one's, I guess, Australian, but, like, you know, they're having, like, this, this weird, like, separate language... And honestly, the thing I had a hard time with with it the most is that everyone was terrible in it. Like, the Alexis Bledel's, like, line when they're, like, watching the movie, it's so, like, it's clunky as shit. Where she's like, blah, 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 and they're like, this isn't the way you talk. I'm like, it sounds stupid as fuck. I'm like, what are you doing? And it was just, they just, they wanted something quirky and weird. And I get what they were doing, but I did not like it. And it did not succeed on my, in my watch, So my opinion. So, um... Yeah, so that was, that was a so few more Would role. you say,
1: not on my watch? Not on
0: my watch. <laughs> you would say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Oh, stars, stars, hello. So, I I recommend watching this. I recommend watching the musical, like, eight times. Then you'll love it. Um, and I recommend lingering on the scenes where uh, Jess Mariano is strategically reading a book and Milo Ventimiglia's massive biceps are just hanging Holy out. Sh-
2: those arms, man. I re- I lost that bag, first, I recommend the first two minutes of This Is Us when he only has a hand towel in front of his crotch and that's it. I
1: mean, you should watch the rest of the show and, too, yeah, because <laughs>
2: on, I mean, there's plenty
1: fine. of eye candy between Justin Hartley and certainly Kate Brown and Milo. We're we're good. Oh, yeah, we're good to go. But
0: well, let's get let's we'll, we'll do a quick little round of plugs because I think we're pretty much done. Um, what's up with you, Toya? Nothing changed. I
1: don't know. I guess I'm just <laughs> experiencing a lot of thirst for Milo and Amelia. I don't know what. T- I don't know how to handle it. We're all any coping guys. <laughs> it's not like I'm, like, I suddenly find him attractive, like, in the past. I'm like, gonna rewatch Bedford Diaries and be like, oh, I see it now, because I'm so. Or like, will like, you? Cast Milo, <laughs> you can keep that in the trash. I- I'll rewatch Bedford Diaries. <laughs> of that will course. happen.
0: You're living so. your best life. What else would you <laughs> be eventually? It-
1: but that, yeah, that's more for Pen Badgley, you oh know, for P Funk. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Ella Fergs, uh, where I write about things. Uh, I don't know if I should spoil this 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 new work thing or which which it. here uh starting in 2017 i will also be writing recaps for entertainment weekly Hola! so yay yeah
3: awesome.
2: awesome
0: take that rory gilmore <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. all right and what's up with you lisa
2: uh, well, unlike LaToya, I'm more of a Rory Gilmore in that I have no writing career, so I'm
0: writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're literally writing a book!
2: I literally I literally wrote a book, you guys.
0: You did it first and you did it better. So, haha, <laughs> 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 take that, Rory Gilmore! <laughs> a of
1: advice, take the away from the
0: title. That was so good also you like you know
2: what's funny i that i have a the in the title of my book so maybe i should take
0: that out yes like, you are rory <gasps> gilbert god i'm rory
2: gilbert but so much better
0: is it called um, like the Girls? you think you're a star girl you're really a minnow is it called the eastern girls <laughs> this is me. no eastern it's girls. actually not
2: about me at all uh. i've suddenly become a person who goes undercover in a cult so, no, it's
0: not about me. A vegetable cult? Cool? About- <laughs> Are you an escrow? <laughs> I- escrow! <laughs> Listen, I don't want
2: to give away spoilers, but, uh... <laughs> you might uh- but anyway, if you ha- if you want to defend Team Logan or the Life and Death Brigade to me, you can tweet me at It'sLisaE, and I will fuck you up. So come at me. <laughs>
0: I'm interested oh wow I, mean, like, I feel bad for the people that went into this liking and i i bet there are a lot of them because if they ended they ended it more or less on a mature note with, with L- logan and, yeah, Marie, and we and they fucked it like this like woof that must be terrible
1: basically kind of defended logan in our last podcast just in terms of him being like Consistent. who he was right, yeah because yeah, and, he's and subsist- now it's just like
0: horrible that's yeah <laughs> That is, that's he swung. Here. He swung towards good, and then he swung back further bad than we ever would have anticipated. Well, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like he was like. I don't violent even know if, if I would
1: say he's bad. It's just a matter of morally opaque. The Rory of it yes, all, really. Yeah,
2: yes. Don't let the beauty of Matt Zookery fool you. Just move on with your
1: life. Uh, so. You saw him get out of that bed shirtless, right? I did. L- let that fool you. I all. did
2: see that, but he's still Logan Hudsberger, and see, he's like, still inside. I don't know what the, the thirst trap...
1: You'll appreciate, uh, when you finally do watch The Good Wife... I'm that, sure, he's uh, actually likeable. Kiriagos is like a precious angel baby who has like some early moments of thinking, is he going to be a Logan Unsberger? And it's like, no, he's too sensitive yeah, for I'm that. Yeah, I'm going to
2: need to watch it now because I have to have the Matsukri redemption
0: arc. So. Yeah, well, ironically... You <laughs> I feel like the Logan scenes with the shirt off, like compared to the Milo scenes with the shirts on, I was like... This is irrelevant. So I'm just like that's my that's my it's taste. All, I guess it's
2: all very it's all very sexual. When you include how tall Jared Padalecki is and how did Rory get these guys? Come on, Rory.
0: I mean, they're all t- like they're just they're very
1: attractive men.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there is a scene though. I do uh, Alexis Bledel is also beautiful. There's a scene where she's driving home. I think from like London or wherever the fuck one of these times.
1: She's Her- driving over. Yeah. London, yeah. No, no, no. From As the you airport.
0: Do. From yeah. the airport. But like she's just driving in a car. And her eyes are so blue, like it's yeah. bluer than like seems naturally I know exactly occurring.
2: What you're about.
0: Yeah. And it, it's probably partly the lighting, but it was just truly like I was like, damn girl, I'm like that those eyes are like intense. And it was just like I get it, I get it, I get why they're all still person for a second, but then of course it's probably gonna go <laughs> right back to being Rory. So I'm like, guys, save yourselves. So. I mean that's I feel like we've come full circle. Um, you can find me on uh, as always on, on Twitter at MarE. Find us on Twitter at the televoid. Email us at the at gmail.com if you hate our opinions and find us all idiots. But I think we're all right. Um, and but at least try to be
1: polite <laughs> about telling us that you hate us and find us all idiots because if you're not, Lisa's apparently going to fuck
2: you <laughs> yeah, up, I quote unquote. Fuck Listen, you up. I'm ready for a fight. All <laughs> are up. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god, guys. Life life is short, you guys. Come in
0: apparatus. Uh, Alright, so um watch the Gilmore Girls revival. It was delightful, including the musical, but not the uh the life and death game life and death part. And then um just check it back in a week for uh or a couple weeks for our next episode. Um you can rate, subscribe us on iTunes, get us a drunk uh recap of the Entourage movie. Um that's hopefully gonna be a thing. And then, uh, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into a b-b-b-bonus episode of The Televoid. We'll see you next time, guys. Which is
1: longer than most normal episodes, <laughs> by the way.
0: Hala, <laughs> This is what happens- Stars Hala, Yeah, stars hollow. This is what happens when we have zero uh, uh, structure. So, amazingly, if you thought that Mara didn't do her job the other times, this is what it's like when she does literally nothing. <laughs> so... One star for everything. <laughs> thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.